Yeah. You know, I'm always a rapper, man. Yeah. I fuck a lot of water running. Yeah, I like my uh, aggressive, aggressive voice, man. Fucking up my shit, you fucking up my rock boy. Peace to Big Mill. White girls, go wild. We don't judge them, no. They ain't on trial. Bad bitches, got them on down. This bottom's up, but it's going down. Welcome to my house party, party, party. Welcome to my house party, party, party. This is the Views from the 7 podcast. How y'all doing? Good, bro. Chilling. This is your guy, Spence. Ivan, aka Positive Pete, Skinny. What's going on, man? Man, what y'all think that was like when they hugged each other on stage? You think me cry? This shit had to feel awkward. <laughs> Why? Just, it, had, it would have to feel awkward. Man, salute to them brothers, man. Oh yeah, I salute to them, but it just seemed like it would be awkward. So if I hugged you tight, that would be awkward. Absolutely. Why? Give me a high five. You're so trash. <laughs> Man, what's going on, fellas? I don't want a nigga that just put out I'm two trash. A nigga that damn near derailed my career to give me no hug. No, nigga, I don't, don't want to hug think you. That, that shit wasn't Drake personal. Drake gave him a super ass hug, too. Like, I'm so That happy shit wasn't you personal, man. That you shit could tell. You could tell both of them was hurt, man. When I first heard, when I, when you first brought it up, I was like, Drake's son in this nigga. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I could think of. Like, nah, it's so it seems genuine, though. But yeah, I mean, I respect it for. I think you need that in the culture now, so I respect it. Well, my first thought, like, the younger me was like, man, nigga's a bitch. I think right now, uh, <laughs> <It's too early. laughs> there's an argument that Meek is just as hot as Drake is right now. Nah, I don't think All that. the shit that Meek been going through, I mean, you got you got the Drake and you got the Kanye shit, and then his album was trash. Ain't nobody listened to his album no more. Meek has been, Meek and had, I mean, it's sad to say, but. His case, the shit he's going through, like. But music wise, was he? Music wise, he's not. He just he put out an EP that was high. That was high. It was what? Look how how his voice got high. He put out an EP that was high. Nigga, that's that's the voice you use. High. I think we spoke on that EP, and I think all three of us trashed it. That EP was super, super. Uh, Well, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. I'm for it for sure. I'm not for screaming me, even though he was just screaming like a motherfucker on the intro, but. I just can't get into screaming Meek. But man, shout out to Meek, man. Screaming Meek, shout out to Meek and Drake. That's, that's, that's dreams and nightmares. For burying the hatchet. I'm not as hype on that intro as everybody else is. So now maybe he, uh, Drake could put him on his tour. So he could say, "You're not on your girl tour. You're on my tour." <laughs> don't do that. That's, <laughs> don't, no, no, nigga. Just no. so fucked up. Uh, no. Hey man, before we get into things, man. Um, peace to everyone, man. Affected by 9/11. This was a sad ass week. But oh man, my, that's my grandma's birthday too. That's man, my little cousin's birthday, man. Shout out to uh, my little cousin TJ. That's how he's doing his thing music wise. So. My son was born on him. the first, yeah, on oh, October 1st. So like, damn, yeah, that hurts too. 
post October first. The Vegas shooting. Oh. But yeah, man, peace to all those affected by nine eleven. Um Do you know where you was at and, when it happened? And lives lost, huh? Do you know where you was at? Like do you remember where you was at when it happened? The shooting on, on nah, 9-11. Oh, I was uh headed to school. Eighth grade. I was in eighth grade. Young ass. Where you was at? I don't know. I it wasn't even major to me. That's I was in college. That was like my freshman year of college. Did you cry? Nah, I you know what? When I I didn't understand what it was, like I just like damn, what's this movie they they keep playing on TNT? I thought it <laughs> I thought it was like Die Hard or some shit. I'm like, what is this movie they got on TV? Like, why that shit ain't they ain't moving? Like they just keep showing the building burning. What the fuck? Yeah, it's, I thought something was wrong with like the TV station. Like damn, they got Die Hard on, but the it was ain't years. Moving. It was years down the road before I really began to understand how like big it was. It was years. It was years before I realized how it affected everyone. Because I always like when it when it hit and I remember my mom I'm talking about I was like, it's on the East Coast. I was thinking yeah. like my mind was like Yeah. I'm from the West Coast. Most of my family from down south. We good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we straight. <laughs> then it was years later I was like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. then you got to meet like People that was like, oh, yeah, my family was involved or, you know, I had an uncle or somebody that worked in the trace and worked in the uh, towers. I was like, oh, shit. I think when we first, we we got our first computer and shit, right? And then that's when curiosity hit me on the internet. I'm saying, let me look up 9-11. Seeing all them pictures and shit, that was the first time I was, like, scared. Yeah, that shit was crazy. But I, um, I had psychology that morning. Psychology one on one, Mr. Vize, Professor Vize, and it, we we didn't get the like watching it on the news. You don't get to see nah. the people running that was on the street. Yeah, like nah, that, yeah. that was a whole nother. Yeah, and I, I think I think when was I was watching it on TV, this, I don't think the second plane had hit yet when I went to class. Nah. I don't. I, I think only the first plane had hit. So we went, and he was just kind of talking about it, and then he kind of let like he let class go. I'm like damn, so yeah. some some must be wrong. Like he really. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, like something happened, but I ain't, you know, I, I couldn't fully grasp the concept of what, what was really going on. And the sad part about it is, I was in a, um, I was in a, uh, after school, uh, after a program called Upper Bound through UNLV. And we would go to school basically on Saturday. It was basically school on Saturdays. But in the summertime, you got to stay in the dorms. And then um, they would take one big trip every year. And that was the year they went to New York. This was, and this was like weeks before 9-11 And they got to go out there And I didn't even get to go Because I was like fuck I ain't taking no high school classes In the summertime yeah. When I'm taking uh, You know college I was taking college classes at UNLV So I'm like I'm not going to the high school classes So I basically missed the trip and they went to New York got, They got to see the Twin Towers And they uh, I think Macy Gray was shooting a commercial Like a Mountain Dew commercial And they got to be in the commercial or they, they Like they was there And they, they showed a shot of them in the commercial And like a few weeks later 9-11 hit So I was like damn I ain't even get to, I ain't gonna never get to see New York how it used to be. Yeah. Right. So. Damn. Um, hey, man, uh, peace to Burt Reynolds. I ain't going to act like I, you know, I know him as much as everybody else does, but Cop in the Half is probably top five kid movie. What? I had to think of who the fuck he even was. Y'all ain't never watched Cop in the Half? I have. That's what made fuck me think. Up. Oh, I know you're talking about. The only thing I seen Burt Reynolds in was The Longest Yard remake, the one with Adam Sandler in it. And he was, the he was one. in he the was, original. He was in the original. He was in the yeah. He played in the original. I didn't see the original. Man. I saw the remake with Adam Sandler and Chris Rock. Cop and a Half is top five kid movie, easily. Nah. Mm. Uh, not at all. Kindergarten Cop. Kinder, kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. With uh, Arnold. Absolutely. Arnold, no. Absolutely. Nah. What? You bugging nigga? Nah. You got. It
nigga. Home Alone. Look okay. like we got another list for y'all, man. We definitely gonna have another list, pop. <laughs> nigga, you got Home Alone. Home okay. Alone. Lion King. Go ahead. Blank Look. check. Let's keep it in regular film. Let's let's stay away from animation right now. Yeah, we're gonna stay away from animation. Let's stay regular away from animation. film. So we All right, so I got Home Alone. Okay. I might throw Home Alone 2 up in there too. That shit was nah, bugging. You, <laughs> you Home Alone 2 was some fucking amazing. <laughs> you bugging. Nigga, I had that little camcorder. Uh, oh, you um, I did have one of them camcorder things. A little talk back. What was it? Brink. Was it Brink? Blink? One of them. On the skateboard movie that was on Disney. Yeah, we don't know. Oh, I just seen that pop Ooh, up on my, wallet. On my um, uh, shit on Facebook. Uh, Cop and a Half. Ooh. Let's Blank check. I got blank check. Blank check. Kindergarten cop. Uh, you can go. I got to think on this. I got to think too. But fuck. Damn, I, what's I, the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? The, the Christmas movie when he was going for the doll. He was trying to get the. I know what you're talking about. He was trying to get the uh, the um, the fucking. Toy for his son and shit. I don't know what you're talking about. Damn. That shit no. <laughs> nope. Well, whatever. I can think I got uh, Home Alone. Probably Look Who's Talking To. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do, oh, niggas. Man. Camp Nowhere. I don't know if you niggas seen Camp Nowhere. Have you seen Camp Nowhere? Niggas got bell bottoms on. Tripping. Uh, Blank Check was a good one. I don't know if I included, but Blank Check was good. Um... Shit, that's them three is the only ones I can think of that's solid. Yeah, I think Blank Check, Home Alone, Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, them are three. This, them three that's solid. The rest, I'm before we end the show, I'm gonna think of it. We're gonna be on. I'm, 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 I'm gonna come with Cause now I gotta think. I know I'm gonna be on I'm Facebook, gonna, like really, really going. going I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come with two more. Cause kid I need movie. them, them kid movies. Kid yeah. movies, shit coming up. Yeah. Oh no, what's the uh uh uh, uh Duncan check in? Duncan no, check in with I the know, monkey. Oh, with the what, monkey. Okay. Yeah, I know yeah, a movie yeah. I'm missing. Uh, what's the nigga name? Airbud. Problem Child. Oh, Problem yeah. Child. Problem Child. That was Problem a dope child. movie, though. That wasn't really no kid movie. That's though. a motherfucker. It had a kid in it, but that wasn't no one kid. One or two. You're taking one or two. It was supposed two. to be a kid movie, though. The one with the girl when he had I think a, I'm yeah. taking two. two. That's four. I fuck yeah. with Problem Child. But that wasn't no kid movie. Four. And I'll probably take, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm throw a curveball at you niggas. I'm taking Milk Money. That was milk money. That? You never seen milk money? Uh-uh. Where the, the, the little boy, uh, where the dude, where the, I think the I think the mom died or some shit, and the little boy and his homeboys go buy a hooker for his dad, but the dad end up like liking her and shit. I don't sound like no kid movie. Yeah, this nigga's wild. No, nah, it was a kid movie. Oh, Bill and Ted's uh, Adventures. Oh, that, that ain't, ain't no kid, ain't a kid movie. movie for sure. <laughs> that was my shit. I ain't watched that ever. <laughs> Man, this that is crazy, what? bro. Nah, I don't get it. Look, no, no Harold and Kumar's on. His music shit. choices and his movie choices is weird to me, nah, man. man. Bro, Bill and Ted was so. Um, funny. hey, man, everybody in path uh, of that hurricane, man, get out. Be safe. Be safe. I heard for this sure. shit is no joke. Be it's safe in for Florida, Florida. Carolina, Carolina. Yeah, be safe for sure. Um, shit, why you tripping? I gotta call and check on my motherfucking brother. Um. Yeah, but that that you know what? But last they were saying like the winds or something normally would slow down, but it's it's steady going. Or but like you know what? Last year, a lot of people tried to get when they when the hurricanes hit Florida, a lot of people tried to get out and got stuck. Like you, they were you were literally on the road so long you ran out of gas. Damn. 
So a lot of people were just stuck on the fucking road. So I, I had a cousin in Florida, and she just was like, I just stayed. Like a couple people just stayed yeah. and just bunkered down. So that's a tough choice. Jesus. Um, and also, man, um, peace to Mac Miller, man. Yeah, peace, peace to man. Mac Miller. That one shocked me. It shocked me. I wasn't a uh, Mac Miller listener, so I listened to his music. You know what I mean? Like him and you know, I used to listen to him and Wale like way back in the day. I um, remember him. Only how I remember the him joint. Was so with, what with Wale was with, with, uh, doing the shit with Wiz Khalifa? Like when, yeah. how he got introduced to me? I think Wiz Khalifa was on tour with. I think Wiz Khalifa had brought him on tour with him. But only, only thing I heard from him was the song he did with Ariana Grande. That's that shit was dope too, though. What is what? it with you and Ariana Grande? Nigga, this was the this was the only album I didn't like of hers. Mm. This last album was the only album I didn't like her. Ariana got that shit. She got her. She she got some shit. She got some shit. But wasn't um, she on that TV show on Nick? Is that the same girl? No, it's Demi Lovato. That's the other one that OD Demi Lovato. No, uh, what was the show with the they was? Um, Selena Gomez. You might be thinking about Selena Gomez. I don't know. Um, figure it out. But yeah, man, you can tell like (laughs) you can tell like. Niggas really fucked with him. Like everybody had their own memories. They own like That's what's up. man, that just that one right there is a trip. Um and shout out to Ariana Grande, man. You like, fuck niggas. They letting her have Come it. Come on, bro. They letting her have it. I hate that shit. Every time somebody every time some shit happens, every time somebody passes away, you fuck niggas coming out of those fucking woodworks with your trash ass hot takes. Like her Come happen. on, man! And then her, his best friend who on his podcast just said, "Man, if anybody was there, it was her." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Everybody bringing up depression and shit. And his fam, his family, his friends got to come out and be like, "Look, he wasn't on that shit. He wasn't on he that shit. Her. You don't yeah. know what the fuck happened. The burden is not on us to find out what happened to him." Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't really. There's nothing you can do. That's, I, I, I hate that shit, man. But she been through some shit, man, and it's like. Leave yeah. that girl alone, man. She yeah, they she was the princess of the world until she got the licking on donuts and shit. She went through the terror attack. What was that? When, she, when was she in the terror attack? What terror attack? Overseas, she was in a terror attack. Uh, news to me. Only terror attack I know about is the Kim Kardashian shit. No, she was in like a no. I'm talking about a for real. Oh, when they had the shooting at her concert. Yeah, I did. I did that, that and then you got um Pastor Freaky Cuz, groping her and shit. She was in iCarly. I call her and then Sam and Cat. She was not Sam and Cat. You but right. yeah, she you got you you got the pastor freaky cuz groping her and she shit at a funeral, and then now this shit like that shit was. She I know it's a necessary evil, man, but I fucking hate social media sometimes. Yeah, that's why, man. The only time I'm really active on it is on Wednesdays now. Just kidding. Get it all out. I need, to, I need to listen to it. I mean, I need to. Listen to her old shit because I've never. Ariana Grande got some shit. And uh, hey man, um, shout out to my son, man. Yeah, shout, big out, shout to out to dude, my son, man. Yeah, cool, dope dude. Um, you know, what I mean, we got the interview for y'all. Um, later on in the podcast, shit, we talking about what? He shocked me when we when we started talking about the Cardi Nicki situation. Yeah. Um, and yeah, talking, he gave us some background on Cardi too. Man, we talking about uh. Activism, voting, fatherhood. Yeah, man. You know what I mean. A lot of things was was good information. It yeah. was good information. But um, yeah. You know what I mean. Like, 
like I said, man, shout out to him, man. I, but I was fucked up because, like, I'm really doing what I dreamed of doing now. Interviewing stars? Not necessarily. I mean, not necessarily, like, interviewing stars, just. It wasn't really an interview. That's why I liked it. Like, I mean, yeah, we talked, but. We it, asked questions, but he it was more so, like. He was just talking to us, like just talking with us. I think probably because the way we went in before we started recording and then yeah. after the conversation, it made it like a. Yeah. It's it just, just it, I mean, it's just part of the grind. Like, I am, I am a fan of the people, I'm a fan of the culture. So when I'm talking to somebody, like, I listen to his music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I'm talking to somebody, like, damn, dude, I'm really listening to your music. I'm fanning the fuck out. We, I noticed. I for sure was fanning out at first. I don't too. give a fuck. I, I noticed I, too. Look, <laughs> I fan the fuck out, and I do not care. I am literally talking to people that I listen to. We we in the culture, like because we don't see these people, we just think that that man they're just entertainers. They're just part of the culture. That's it. Right. But you, I'm really sitting down talking to this man, and I've been listening to his music for years. I don't want to lose that feeling. I'm never going to lose that feeling. I don't want this to feel like work. Nah. Like I'm doing really what I really love to do. You know what I mean? I'm listening to I'm listening to his music um Sunday morning and shit. I'm bumping his music and you know my kids are like, you know, who is that? I'm like, uh, his name, you know, is my son. Um you know, my son getting older and he's like, "Yeah, dad, that's dope." Right. <laughs> what was crazy is everybody I was telling was like, "I don't know him." Yeah, my my son was like, she yeah. Somebody else hit me with that. Like, oh, y'all got my son? That's pretty big. Like, I didn't think y'all knew who my son was. Like, why wouldn't we know who my yeah. son is? Yeah. But my son was like, yeah, dad, that's dope right there. And um, I'm like, yeah, son, I'm getting ready to go uh, go talk to him. He's like, what? All the kids were like, what? <laughs> what, dad? What? <laughs> you talking to him on your podcast? <laughs> right? But it's like that reaction. You know what I mean? That excitement. The kids seeing that I'm doing something. Yeah. That I literally started from the ground, nigga. We still on the ground, so that's that's what makes like it dope. Up. Yeah, true. <laughs> but you know, I'm literally like we we just, I started from like the dirt, right? And then you can't buy that reaction. No, you can't buy it because now my my kids are like really like dad is really doing something. Yeah, that's dope for your kids to see, and they might be like, maybe it's something I want to do. But yeah, man. Um, y'all been watching anything? Power. But we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that. Let's later. get into it. Let's get into you it. You want to get into Bitch, it? Now? You ain't seen it yet. I've been telling y'all to spoil it for me. Oh, this. All right, uh, Power, man. Talk to me. I've already been spoiled though. Anyway, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't let Facebook spoil it for me. I've been watching all these clips. Talk to me, Ivan. I liked it, and I. Who told you? Who talked off from jump? When you asked me, you said, "Do you think she's dead?" I said, "No." said why I said because they did not show her dying they showed him shoot they showed Tommy shoot Angela it's major spoiler alert if you ain't watched it too bad Tommy was shooting was aiming for Ghost he was upset because Ghost uh, basically gave him he gave the Italian guy the information about his dad snitching and Ghost was basically told the Italian dude if you tell Tommy Tommy gonna take care of him for us so Tommy was upset you know, cause he, you know, he'd already, he already lost his Holly behind Ghost. Now he lost his dad, so he went to kill Ghost. Angela seen it. She moved him out the way. Boom! She take a bullet in the chest. Ghost do this little Arr! screaming shit. Nigga <laughs> 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 was angry, nigga. And then Angela, Angela. Yeah. 
And then, you know, they show Tommy <laughs> smirk and, like, walk off, which was weird to me. Like, nigga, if you came to kill ghosts and you just seen and you missed them, like, why would you be... Like, because he got, never like, wanted to kill no, ghosts. No, because he, he, he... No, he was trying to kill ghosts, but it was like, you made me take someone... Yeah, you I made me keep, kill I, someone I love. Now I didn't kill somebody that you love. So it's right. kind of like the same, almost the same yeah, result. But, yeah, but like, uh, anyway. What hey, saying? shout out to um, motherfucking uh, 007. Who? Uh, Dre. Man, Dragent. And he got up out of there, didn't he? Nigga, they had, it was like a, a Call of Duty video game. <laughs> He murked about eight people, and I'm like, dude, you all a. When he ain't got no gun in his, he is the he was pussy the whole fucking show. He was pussy the whole show, and then all of a sudden he's just motherfucking power up on some Power Ranger shit and adrenaline just, kicked in. Man, get the fuck out of here. That's the only part I was like, come on. But he man. killed. They killed the two dudes that came in the apartment too, though. Man. Oh, with his baby moms and shit. And then he threw his baby moms under the bus. Like, it's just me smooth. and my daughter. Hey, that shit, that shit kind of made me smile a little bit, though. Like, yeah, and then get your babies and get the fuck out of there. Leave her wherever she at. Uh, let's see. Um, where, you, where does it go from here? It's the end. Next season is the end. Season six is over. But I, 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 I say this to you. Like, I like that. I like the fact that, you know, it has to end sometime. Like, what you don't want to do is it. Have a show that's continuously running for seven, eight, nine, ten seasons. Because eventually, at the rate y'all killing people, you're gonna start. You're gonna have to start replacing some of the main characters. And when you do that, you're gonna lose interest in the show. So I, I, I likened it to Breaking Bad. Like you know, I mean, at some point Walter White had to die. Not like that. Right. I like that they killed him. You know, in the fashion that they killed him, and you know, brought everything to the end. So season six, one of them niggas gonna die. If not, both it's going seven seasons. I don't think it's going to But you still, I mean, you still got, okay, what happens between um, the situation with Angela goes. Um, the biggest person that came out of that to me was Keisha. Like, where the fuck does, she oh, has her own storyline now. Hey, she leveled up. She has her own storyline now. You still got the shit. The ghost and the Tommy situation, That they're going to play that out. You got Tasha, I don't know what the fuck she going to do now. Um... Tyreek didn't even show in this episode, so that's another storyline. He never got on the train, so he's somewhere. Somewhere learning the motherfucking game. You still got Dre, and then you got Tommy in the drugs. I think Tommy might disappear, though. You think Tommy gonna disappear? Not Tommy. Dre. I think Dre gonna disappear. He signed the witness. He was signed the witness protection paper. No, no. I think he. Might, I think he. I think he might get out of there. And then you got um the governor. He's still there. That's true. Um, but uh, he did get rid of silver though. Choke yeah, that nigga right on out. Now he, going back, <laughs> he going back to singing and shit, singing Lion King and shit. That shit funny. Um, let me see. Uh, I, hey, I did catch um some show. Um, what the fuck is it called? Uh, oh, America to me. That's probably the best reality show out right now. America to me. America to me. Yes. Um. Shit, man, my wife and I was stuck yesterday, and the girls was walking in and out, and they were stuck on it. But that's basically about um, uh, how would you put this? Like, um, it's a it's a reality it's a reality show set. They're in school in Chicago, okay, right? And it show and it follows the racial issues 
between black and uh, mixed and mixed kids, basically. Okay. So like, um, there was one, there was one um, part in the show where it was a black teacher, right? It was yeah. a black teacher. Her pops was from like her pops was born like in the hood of St. Louis and shit. But he's like a professor now. He really don't relate no more. And then her mom is white, and her mom, her mom refuses to talk about race, mm. right? And she was raised like a white woman, like almost right. white. She was raised as a white woman. Wow. So she was saying how she struggles to kind of like fit in with her black side of the family. And then as a teacher, she struggles to relate with the black kids in her class. Right. Right, and, and it's then, a reality show, so this is no. It's true like shit. it's it's real, but I'm I'm saying reality because it's like real people. But it's, it's, it's like not, they're it's not real. scripted. It's not yeah, scripted. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, so like, so this is yeah. really what's yeah. going on in their life. Like yeah. this is really how she was raised. It's not a storyline. No, this up. is really how she was raised. That is dope. And then um, there was another there was another um, story where you got it was two black kids in the class. Right, mm-hmm. there's two black kids in the class, and the teacher was white, but the teacher is like one of them white people that like want to be hip okay and i get his background he's a white dude he's a white teacher but i get his background you know his father his father uh was real big on civil rights all that type of shit right uh so the 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 dude the brother the little brother was like man i love him you know what i mean he's not afraid to talk to talk about race and you know he makes jokes and all this shit and then the sister was like this motherfucker goes too far i don't like him you know what I mean, and but it it was it. That sounds like a crazy yeah. dynamic. Um, damn, America to me, what is on? Stars, so you gotta have like cable. No, and shit. that's that's HBO, ain't it? No, that is stars. That is stars. Uh, that is stars. Uh, well, the fire TV stick. show, I got everything. I heard the, I heard the fire sticks was tripping yesterday. I heard all that shit was down yesterday. It's back. Is it? It's back. See, for some for some reason, I I have no clue why. Uh, like two weeks ago, my shit just went back to factory reset. Like it erased all my shit off of there, and it went back to like it, like I had just br- opened the motherfucker out the out the box. I'm hot, and I ain't reprogrammed it yet. Mm. I look up, that motherfucker said, "Choose um, a language." So what am I? English? Let's bid on English. What the fuck <laughs> you mean, choose a language? Uh, now that uh power is off, uh, my other show just popped back on the Deuce. I've been hearing about that show. The but Deuce never... is the shit. Deuce is the shit. The Deuce is basically you know. A street art, uh, something in New York, right? The dudes. Yeah, I got Method Man, all type of motherfuckers in there. But it's about, um, it starts out like about prostitution. Prostitution, right? right? So in order to capitalize off of prostitution, motherfuckers start, what was that? Um, It was a big porn back in the day. I can't think of the name. It was a real porn, though. Debbie Dove Dallas? No, something else. But um, all the prostit, all the women from prostitution start going to. I mean, all the all the ladies from prostitution start going to, um, porn. doing porn, right? Right, and then they start cracking down on porn. So they goes to. What's the what's the the house it's called? Brothels. The brothels and the you know the brothels start taking money. From the pimps. Oh. 
Yeah. Right. Start taking money out of the pimps and you just see it's like capitalism. And you just see how all this shit starts affecting mm. everybody. That show's dope though. That sounds about right. That show's dope though. And they saw I think the last season, you know, it ended off with one of the one of the prostitutes. At this time, you know, the the police was cracking down on the street walkers. So you had to be in the brothels. Mm. Right? So the one of the last remaining prostitutes, she was still street walking. End up picking a dude, dude fucked her, threw her out the window. Like, oh shit! Yeah, it's some, it's some I didn't real expect shit. You to say that. No, shit. it's some real shit. Like <laughs> pimps, all pimps, all that. Like it's some real shit. <laughs> she said, "Met the dude, dude fucked me, threw out he the threw window." Out the window. I yeah. You about to say she got arrested? No, right. threw her out the window. Shit, that was the last. And it just um the first episode just premiered last Sunday. That that's was the first one of the on new Stars season. Too? No, this is on, I think it's on Showtime. No, see. Y'all but got, that's the shit got though. Yeah, I got that premium. That's package. the shit though, man. Yeah. I'll be on my I mean, I'll be on my shows, man. I don't watch So as soon as power show. went off, I was like, I ain't checked it out yet though. What about, um, what about the new episode of Insecure? I know you watched that. No, nah, I'm like two episodes behind. I ain't seen Snowfall. I ain't seen none of that. Um, I checked out because man, I wasted two hours on that fucking Bobby Brown movie. I ain't watched Part I ain't watched both parts yet, so I ain't really going. I, ain't, I ain't, ain't watched watch part two either. I watched part one. Yeah, yeah that, come on, man. At least let the nigga make the nigga lip sync. Come on, man. Why do original music? Get the fuck out of here, man. Like Bobby Brown vocals. don't sound like Travis Scott. They do original vocals. That's what I liked about that it. That shit trash. I liked it. I liked that part of it. For the new edition movie, Got too. Bobby Brown sound like T Pain and shit, man. No, I mean, I like it. Um. Uh, Sean Porter, Danny Garcia. It's a yeah, dope fight. Didn't watch it. Dope fight. Uh, you got Triple G and Canelo this this weekend. It's coming up. Yeah, it is yeah, this weekend. This weekend. Mm. Um, y'all here for the uh, the Candyman reboot? No, no. What? Leave well enough alone. Now, yeah, you probably got to show me a clip or something, but I ain't really. And Jordan Peele going talking about directing it. That that'll be interesting. Wow. I don't know if I'm really for but it. But didn't didn't he didn't he have something to do with this uh, the Black Klansman movie too? When he part of that too? I don't too? know. Um, I don't know. I liked it the first Candyman. Even when they did the second one, I didn't really care I for it. I liked all of them. I ain't gonna lie. No, nah, I didn't like. I, I only liked I, the I one. I never watched the full Candyman. I only liked it one, but uh, nigga, one was scary as shit. But the other two was at least entertaining. I'm not. I'm cool on being scared. Like, one one kind of like scared me from that actor forever. Like. I remember when I seen that nigga on uh, Final Destination, I was like, oh, this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, that nigga, old boys was like, ah. Yeah, cool. Hey, man, I don't know what the fuck DC is doing. DC who? Oh, my God. I'm thinking you're talking about DC Young Fly. That's what I'm thinking you're talking about, too. Oh, my <laughs> DC. I don't know what the fuck DC is doing. Um, What's his name? Henry Cavill is out as Superman. He out? Oh, yeah, he's DC. He went over comics. to Marvel. I think he's in some shit, a Netflix Marvel joint. Is he? I ain't see that. The witchcraft or some weird shit. Um, mm. Man, yeah, he's out. It they looks lost. like Ben Affleck is out. Um, no, Ben Affleck supposed to direct. No, nah, I think Ben Ben Affleck is out. I thought he was just in fucking rehab or some shit. He is no, he, I think he's out as Batman though, which is trash because Ben Affleck was one of the best Batmans to me. What? No. Okay. It's only really I mean you you got the old ones, but I ain't really I don't really you got Michael Keaton. Ben Affleck first off, Christian, you got you got Christian Bale. until Christian you get Bale until you get a Affleck. whole Ben Affleck Batman movie. 
You can't true. say that. He don't. He haven't even gave you a whole movie. He that's was true. fucking excellent in Batman versus Superman. He, he, he was nah. supposed. He was supposed to write and direct the next Batman movie. That's where I'm like, he out. Suicide that's, Suicide Squad Two is, I think, his last film as Batman. He was supposed. He was supposed to write and direct the next Batman movie. Ben Affleck was supposed to do all that. I'm right? off for Nightwing anyway. They need hey man, um, did Titans, did the Titans shit come out yet? Uh, the TV show. I was just, I just asked somebody about that. I ain't watched it. I ain't even look for shout it. Shout out to uh, shout out to Seattle Storm. They just won a WNBA championship. Did they? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then they talking about um. Well, I guess with with Superman, they now they're gonna start focusing on Supergirl and going back to her origin origin story, which is super trash. But I guess it plays it. There's no more room for him because it. I guess at that time he would be a baby. Yeah, that's just trash. Well, and then, hold on, wait. He'll be a baby when when she was older. His the, the girl, Super girl. Cara, 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 She's older than. She's Kyle. not older in the T D C shit in the uh, movies. I mean, in the in the TV show. Did you, did you see the original Supergirl? I seen the TV show, and that nigga is fighting alongside her. I man, all I know is she's older. She's older. She she when he left Krypton as a baby, she was like a teenager. Oh. That's just trash. Um. <laughs> so I guess uh, now um, Michael B. Jordan is in talks to. <laughs> I trash. thought that was a joke. That shit is real. I mean, I'm all. I, I, look, I'm all for it. I'm That's all for trash. my brothers taking the roles. But man, Superman can't have no Gumby. That's trash. Like I don't. I don't like when people do all. Of, like I hate the fact that. I hate. First off, Superman is supposed to be tall as shit. But Superman with a. Uh, what a, a, a Oakland accent! Michael B. Jordan's from Jersey. He's from Oakland. He from Oakland. Michael B. Jordan's from New Jersey. He grew up in Oakland. No, I ain't he tripping. Didn't up, he didn't grow up in. The, go ahead and Google. You're right, Ivan. I'll just say it for you. You just shoot me a thumbs up so people. Hold on, y'all. Go ahead and do your googles. This Michael nigga B. full of shit. Michael B. Jordan is from Jersey. Ryan Coogler's from Oakland. Maybe that's why y'all thought that. Because they like best friends. I thought they like grew up together. No. They didn't. Jordan was born in Santa Ana, California. Where did but he ain't grow, Oakland. Where did he grow up at? California, nigga. Where did he grow up at? I've heard Michael B. Jordan say he's from Jersey. Yeah, he. I've heard, he I moved to New Jersey when? Nigga, that nigga's from California. Right, Michael B. Jordan. You from, know California niggas hella loud. Yeah, hey, nephew. Michael B. Jordan's from Jersey. Residents. He's still in. I'm California. saving planets and niggas and shit. Man, where did he grow up at? Nigga grew up in Jersey. I heard him say it. That's why I'm saying it. Like I heard the nigga do an interview and say I grew up in Jersey. Sorry, hey, I'm I'm for it though, man. Put a Bluetooth in the cape. I'm cool. I, I hate I hate when they I'm do that. I hate when they I hate when they switch. Shit. Don't don't go from DC to Marvel. That's bullshit. That that's bullshit. Like, and I hate when people play multiple. Like Chris Evans has played fucking uh, Human Torch, and he's played Michael B. Jordan's played two different Marvel characters at this point. Facts. I just I was just talking about that. He's played two different Marvel characters at this point. Ryan Reynolds has done three Marvel characters. Chris Evans has done two Marvel characters. Josh Brolin has done Josh. Yeah, Josh Brolin has done two different Marvel characters. Like that's some bull. I hate that shit. Michael B. Jordan was a Human Torch too, wasn't he? He was a Human Torch. And hey, he I'm all for ba- uh, Superman having a nappy fro with the face. Use somebody sides. else though. It's, it's got to be another black. Come on, man. I'm not even for a Superman turning black. They, there's a black, there's a black Superman already. I don't read them, but yes, yeah, uh, way no. back in the day. No, it was Superman. Something somebody recommend, uh, told me to look up look it up. It wasn't way back in the day. Superman 23, I think. Earth from Earth 23. Some shit. I don't know. Um, Vinci. 
You said you had some shit on. You said you want to speak on the, the Remy Ma Joe Budden shit. Oh, uh, yeah, we can get into that shit. I guess we can get right into that. Uh, I just liked it, the fact that she Hold on, called about, Joe Budden out. Before you get into that, do, do, do he not give a fuck how our weekend went? Because the nigga told us about all. The oh shit! shit. I was just thinking he, that. Like everything he did for the weekend and shit. I'm sorry, we got we went into hella shit. Um, nah, go ahead, brother. You know we're gonna go back to. I'm just saying, like, I'm damn. gonna get into my weekend. Then I'm gonna yeah, get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, my weekend was fucking my son. That was my weekend. We interviewed my son. I didn't even speak on my weekend. You we did. Went, no, you we talk, didn't. We just went right into the shit. I about the shows. What shows y'all was watching? But I ain't say nothing about what I oh, did. Well, nigga, you talk about all you, all the shit fucking you watched. Stop yelling at me. Then again, <laughs> nigga, I, my kids was excited in the Sunday morning. Like, damn, nigga, fuck our weekend. Huh? Yeah, my weekend I'm wasn't sorry, much, I love man. You, I Friday, what the fuck was Friday? <laughs> Friday, nothing. And then we did the interview Sunday. Sunday. Oh no, my weekend was all right. Um, Saturday, Saturday, my little cousin TJ had dropped his album. It was a two side album. Uh, so he had like a little listening party. I went there to listen to his music. He's super dope. He's super talented. So, uh, hopefully, I get in with him and I'm gonna start probably pushing him real tough, just because he like write, produce, and. He do every spectrum of music, you, sing, he, rap? he raps, sing, he grew up in a church, so he's been in the choir, so he sings. He do everything, every spectrum of music, and he got a talent, like he got a vocabulary, lyrical, I like him. So um, I did that, listen to his shit, which I think I put a link in the, um, I put a link in the, in our group chat. Did you? I put a link in our group chat from his SoundCloud because he got a song speaking on uh, school's getting shot up, and he speak on him liking on this girl and her dying in the school shooting. It was super dope concept. Um, so I did that, and then Sunday we went and uh listened to, I mean, did the interview, or if you want to call it the interview with my son, that was dope. I was hyped for that. I left work early and everything. Went to the mall and fucking bought me some. Ponies. I have been saying I want to order me some ponies. <laughs> Ended up buying me some ponies and they gave me two left shoes. Some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was super hot. You buying ponies though? Like, what do you expect? My nigga, ponies wasn't hot at one point. No, not why I was alive. <laughs> ponies was hot, man. Wait, like, what year was this? No, probably like in the eighties, like LL Cool J era. Yeah, I definitely don't remember wearing those motherfucking ponies in the 80s. I, everything I had probably lit up on the bottom. So I wasn't tripping. Oh, you was the... Uh, oh, you did post some links. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah. Twisted Reality. It's kind of <laughs> dope. Okay. It's a dope concept song. I missed that. Um. So that was my weekend. Shit, for the most part, that's all the nigga did. I, 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 Ivanka? Ivanka. <laughs> I ain't do shit. Spider Man came out Friday. <laughs> yeah, man, shit. fuck you. Yeah, tell us about the game though. Shit live. This shit live. Like if you don't have a PlayStation, I feel bad for you because this shit is live. Speaking, of, I, I don't know if we talked about this before. I don't think we did, but I read an article where they're supposed to be um certain games are they're supposed to be um be able they're working on be able to be cross platform, which is basically saying. If you have a certain game, you you can play against. If I have a PlayStation, you can play against somebody who has an Xbox. 
That's yeah. Supposed, that's I don't know if they're gonna do it with the regular games or if they just just gonna do it for like Fortnite and the games that you can just free download. It's probably yeah. It's probably only gonna be certain games, but that just just imagine the kind like nigga, I can play you in two K and. I don't gotta go. See, get I don't think they're gonna do 2K and stuff like that though. Two, but the, that would be dope. The buttons are extremely similar. The first time I played 2K was probably 2008, and I was playing on an Xbox because I didn't have it. My homeboy had it. He had an Xbox, and when I got to when I got it on PlayStation, the buttons were the exact same ones. Just yeah, as far as uh where the button is, if you don't yeah. pay, if you just. Yeah. If you just don't look at your controller and you know right. how to just press buttons, it's so just the exact the same. Bu- the button placement is exactly the same, so I don't I don't see why they wouldn't be able to. That'd be dope. That would be. I dope. have seen the um my cousin when he got that two K nineteen, and uh he was playing it yesterday. Yeah, if you if you and if you got if you got the hundred dollar version that came out Friday too the LeBron version I waited and got the I waited and got the the, the, the sixty dollar version but that yeah came out yesterday. he went and got it but he, when uh I ain't really like the graphics. I, I, I haven't see I, I be do I do my career mostly. I haven't gotten into like no actual gameplay yet. And it's different. Like they change it's certain shit is different. Like, you know You didn't you know, even play a warm up game or nothing? No, nah, I go I go straight to the my career. That's what I mostly get it for. And then when my son be over there, then we play against each other. Or I like I just stay I stay ready for when, you know, niggas talk that shit and they pull up. But I really don't <laughs> I don't play online. Like playing online is completely different from playing in person. Like most most niggas play online, so I just we, got an inbox saying somebody finna buy me. So hey, shout out to you. Shout out, hey, she got a sister. I don't know what she got, but I'm glad I'm finna get the game. I wasn't gonna buy it. Why? I was only fucking with the NHL, so I, I went and got the NHL shit. And then when I seen my cousin with the 2K19, I didn't really care for the graphics, and I haven't bought a 2K19 since like, I haven't bought a 2K since like 15. What? I just. I just haven't been into how you, it. Why you want to play? You don't want to play two K, but you on the on the hockey tub. Because what has started irritating me about two K was me building up my fucking dude, and then I bought a new game, and I got to rebuild a dude again. That shit just see. I, I think it, it annoys me. I think they. I think that was. I think last in two K eighteen, they was like they they were saying if you get to if you get your player to ninety nine, I think you're supposed to have some some way to roll over or something like that. I don't know how it worked. But they were saying that if you get him to ninety nine, it has something to do with two K nineteen. I don't know what because my nigga stopped at like ninety two. Like I stopped, I stopped when my guy got to like ninety two. But I, it, I was reading something like some some somehow if you got your player to ninety nine, they would it would incorporate two K nineteen somehow. I don't know. I don't I don't know if it's true, but I read it. Okay. Yeah, but I then, ain't. I don't really like that part. No, of back to Sp- Spider Man's fucking amazing. Spider Man. Spider Man's not on Xbox. Cause Xbox sucks balls, nigga. Yeah, okay. Xbox um, is way better. Than hey man, what y'all? What did y'all think of uh, Kendall Jenner's news? That leaked. Shit made me so unhorny. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've, I've 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 never seen a female make me more unhorny ever. Like is a that really that her? Female? Yeah. She was trash. I thought she had like work done or something. No, no. she's the only that's, one that has it. She's the only one that has it, and that's why that's why I applaud her. I don't think these were supposed to be. I guess it's for like a photographer's little book or some shit. Yeah. But I don't some they ended up leaking. But I applaud her. Like it may not be my taste, but I applaud her because we was just shaming motherfuckers a couple episodes ago. Oh, I need to probably she looked she might have been my taste. I was yeah, just you like, say you like skinny chicks. Yeah, I like skinny chicks. Um we were shaming chicks the a uh, couple episodes ago about getting surgery done and all that shit. And now we have somebody whose photos is that's her. 
Yeah. No work done, no nothing. First, it may not be my cup of tea, but I respect it. The first picture you showed me, I thought it was Bruce. I said, why did this nigga send this Bruce Jenner naked? Oh, my God. This, it's, it's fucking kid, though. Like, like, oh, my God. You like your dad naked. That's terrible. This nigga. Um, this nigga. Um, I did. Um, <laughs> Hey, I checked out. A, I was watching this old school. You know, I'll be in my old school movies. We know. Um, I was watching an old school movie and it fucked me up, right? It's called The Entity. Have any of y'all seen nah, it? I ain't seen it. You seen it? It's a scary movie? No. Yeah, it's, it's like in the late 70s, probably early 80s. It's a scary movie? But it was just fucking me up because no way this movie would be tolerated in 2018. It's literally about an entity, a ghost or a demon, whatever you call it, just raping this woman at will. That sounds like a true story. Like she could be doing anything, and then her legs just open, and he just humping her. Like, how old no is the movie? No way that would be fucking. That how old is that movie? I think it was based on something, but how old? That sounds like it's based on a true story. How old is it though? How old is the movie? He said like the seventies, eighties, like early. Hold on. Oh, I think. Where did you see the movie at? On that TV. Just on TV. Me, it made me think of a scary movie when they. Nineteen eighty two. That, no, that sounds like that's based on a true story. I think I've heard. I've that heard story. it was, uh, yeah. I think like, I've heard. Yeah. I've heard that. Somewhere. That's crazy. Like literally, she be talking and in her, he just rapes her. Like no way that movie would be made in, in two thousand eight. Did she kill? Uh, I didn't watch it to the end. I, I watched it all the way through, but shit, I don't remember. Not many. I mean, how many times did you watch it? Did he, she ain't, she ain't, she ain't <laughs> Why is you so time? interested in this? She ain't come not one time. She ain't. I mean that's gross. No, I mean she getting. Oh, know, she, she getting fucked. Huh? I want to know. Nah, bro, that's that's gross. Why? That shit is, bro. You you. Why would you even think of that? I don't know. All right, man. Well, let's get. We ain't even get, Hold on, wait, wait. We ain't even getting to my concept of the Remy Ma shit. Oh yeah, we show. This gonna be quick anyway. Fucking forgetting this shit. Look, man. it's gonna be quick anyway. It's I just like the, the fact that to be fucking up, y'all. Hey, I like the fact that she. Call but like well she attempted to call button out to make him to make a diss track and basically to say like why are you scared of him? That's the only thing how I really is, want. To how is he scared of him if he said he's retired? So fucking what? This is something you come back for. This is a nigga you come back for. If I agree re- to everything. He's that. retired. Like this is he's this is he's rebranded himself. He is a media guy. If he's done with the mic, he's done with the mic. Shout out to Remy for doing man, that, you step, man. You step inside the booth twice if you a week. Make, if you make Eminem get in the booth just cause, just cause some shit you said, that's more credit to Joe than Eminem to me. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't, he spit two bars, three bars. He didn't like he well, dedicated hey, no whole song. You're 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 top five in everybody's list, and you are putting my my name in your album. My name is forever yeah. in your album. That yeah, helps me. He responded. He just didn't do it. He just didn't do it. In I think Button's response to it was trash. Even with you saying the top five thing, he said that to like, if he's top five in everybody listening, he's top five in my list. I'm not looking for no mediocre album. Like you don't have no great Man. albums. You de- so. he, but he, how long? How long? How much of that podcast was dedicated to Eminem? Like an hour. Yeah, like nigga, was, you 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 gonna save time and got in the um, got in the motherfucking booth and said all of that shit, right? Well, <laughs> so you you responded. Guy. He got he he's got you to respond. Guy. And you in his in his last episode did almost damn near a million. Because we want to know it why, helps though? him just like MGK. It helps them. If it was MGK, I just like I just, just like the fact that she called. I just like the fact that she attempted to call that out and to say something to it. That was only that was the only reason I was like, listen, 
I want to speak on the Remy. Yeah, shit. I'm like Remy. You want me it's to not go? A long okay, Remy. You want me to go your route? You want me to drop something real nice and then them comes back and you want me to drop something mediocre? You want me to go your route too? Man. No, we, I think I think what she was saying was what everybody was, like. We just want to hear something from you. I, the man said he's retired. Everybody's been taking. The man sh- said he got bars for him too, though. He the, said he been having he these said, bars. Yeah, he, he said did. if it's something comes out. If he he know what's to get he know Eminem knows what to say to get me back in that booth. He says that. So if Eminem says it, then it goes on. But everybody's been going at at Joe to get him out. Everybody's been going at you. MC. Every, everybody ain't worth it. You MC and you and you critique niggas' he's music done. every single week. He okay. He's a critic. He's a media guy now. That's what wow. he does. If a, if that's what he does. If he's done. Re- if he's retired and he's done rapping, he's done rapping. You got to respect it. Now, if he was to keep on saying, okay, I'm a media guy, and then I'm going to jump back in the booth, and then I'm a media guy, and then I'm going to jump back in the booth. Now, that's corny. Yeah, but again. Because that means that you, you're letting motherfuckers get in the way nah. of your platform. Again, again, but, you, but you're, you're passionate about this subject. You're, it's, it's, not like, it's not like a nigga you don't care about got on the mic and said some shit. A nigga you actually have a, a nigga you, you actually, said have, a you actually have bars for this nigga. You, you so why not you spit been, him? You've been sneak dissing this nigga for the past however many years. Hello. You've been on his shit. Right. So where are them bars at? So, so why now, was you? You've been sneak dissing this been, nigga you, all you this time. Sneak dissing me, and now he, he made he, 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 he ain't really. He, he didn't no, say he been sneak dissing him. him. He said the same shit. He didn't say he was sneak dissing him. He said, M, that was to you. Yeah, he did. He said, M, that was to you. He when said, he played this track, he, he said, said M, that was wise, to you. He said, business-wise, I do not like his business practices. So if there is if there is a reason why I'm upset at Eminem, it's because his business practices. As far as music go... You're going to get Spencer Cape for uh, Joe. He, he I'm saying, I'm not caping. If a man say he retired... Now, he also you can, you he can also <laughs> say this then. So when Drake, when Drake hit him up, when Drake went at him and Joe stopped... Joe got off his podcast and then he start he start rapping. The diss songs was great, but nobody was listening to him. No one cared. No one cared. We care about this. Yeah, bro. because it's Drake. Two, Nigga, Drake is two, two, hotter than Eminem right now. Yeah, but he's not saying like he he's he nah, it's different. The man did a million on um, damn near a million. He might have overpassed Look, that. Shout just out to by Joe talking. Yeah, Shout out he, to Joe. Talk, for him, he talked for an hour and a half about this one dude. This is chess, not checkers. Man. Shout out to Joe Button Podcast. Um, still, I still fuck with this podcast and all that. But if you had bars for this nigga and you've been sneaking this, sneak dissing this nigga for years, now he finally says, "Joe, this is for you." I'm saying this to you. Bingo. Bingo. I, I didn't hear that's all about him sneak dissing. He, he said, said it on he the said, podcast. He said it on the podcast. He said the shit that everybody else said that he's, album wasn't good. He's but he said on the he podcast. He said on the podcast. Like, I've been dropping these little. When he I've was dropping, dropping them, he was playing different parts of his songs, and he was saying, "M." Oh, that, that was, was for you, M. Was, that's when he was talking about again the business practices. M. That was for you, that. M. So he so right. So you be, I've been sneak dissing you on your label. I'm on your label. I directly said. He wasn't. He wasn't. Come on, man. He's that's a little different. He wasn't dissing him. He was speaking Th- out as an artist. These were his stuck. words. Those I'm were his saying, words. I understand that, but I know exactly what part you're talking about. And his words, he's saying, he's saying, dude, I'm trying to reach out to you through my music. This is what we're going. So that was a cry for this help. This is what we're. F- yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't a diss. That, but that's your that's your interpretation. But the words out of his mouth did were. Did you listen to the whole thing, or did you listen to a? I listened to like an hour. I listened of to the it. whole thing. I listened I listen to like an hour thing. of it. And none of that he said he was dissing him. He said he was a cry for help. Like, this is okay. what we're doing. This is what we're going through right now. 
I didn't hear the cry for help part. I, I heard. I got bars either. for you. M, that was to you. Okay. I was to you, M. I mean, but and like you keep you keep saying, oh, he's a he's a media guy now. He, but we clearly heard him say it's a, it's a couple niggas I come out of retirement. He for. said as soon as I he understand, and he said as soon as he heard it, so he was why like, not? I the instantly started said, rapping. The man said, and I agree with Joe. The bar, yes, he dissed Joe. Yes, he dissed him, but the line was weak. Joe said, if he, Eminem knows what to say to get me back in that booth, that is it for me. If Eminem comes back with some shit, that now you got to do what you got to do. That's weak. Okay, that's weak to me. To me, that's uh, weak. Well, I mean, it's just like I said. It's, that, matter it's, while we on it, did you hear the what's the supposed to be so called man. the Eminem diss to MGK? He ain't dissed him yet. I got something in my that's shit. Is, that's that, old that, shit, man. Y'all gotta stop. No, uh, uh-uh, it wasn't old. Facebook clips is be old as it be old as music. I keep, I keep hearing about something with a Pac Man beat or some shit. Yeah, like Pac Man. No, all he was doing. Pac Man. What is it, that? Somebody literally recorded Eminem on a live. I think playing Pac Man. Eminem ain't say one word. But they said it was like a beat. But it was like the Pac Man had something to do with. I didn't see it. But they said. It had oh, he, did, he was like, just playing Pac Man. He was literally sitting at the. Yeah, but arcade. they but they say it was a, like a reference to the fact That's, that MGK got a Pac Man tattoo on his neck. Right, well, man, I don't know. But they ain't no. What what was that a diss? I mean, does that make it? Mac Miller. This for the love of hip hop. This is Eminem, dude. We gotta keep it alive. No, I said it sounded like some bullshit. You're damn like y'all, a, did y'all hear the damn now like a media guy too. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think a little. Come on now. I'm d- what did I say going in? Come on, I said, bro. did y'all hear the bullshit? I wouldn't they even trying to say it's Eminem dissing MGK. I wouldn't even listen. To That's it. all I said, bro. That's all I said. Did you hear the bullshit? Where they trying to say it's Eminem dissing MGK? You did. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't even. I just don't. I just was it nice. Not at all. That's why I was finna trash it. <laughs> why put it? I'm just asking, did you hear it? It's bullshit hey, that's I'm on the saying. internet. You can say, nah, because I know it's bullshit, then we could have moved on. It wasn't a long conversation. All right. Let's, uh, Anyways, let's, let's get into it. You know, this is you guys' favorite segment of the motherfucking show. Trash, trash, trash. No. That's trash. True. All right, so this uh, this question comes from Samantha Jones, um, and she's basically said the question basically is she was saying I'm real detached. I don't like to show too much emotion, too much affection. And I come off emotionless. Uh, she wasn't really, and she wasn't really taught how to love, so she doesn't know how to show a man. Uh, she doesn't know how to show a man affection or something. Love. She doesn't know how to show a man love. Like so, what? So basically, what should she do to show a man love? Because she doesn't know because she was never taught how to love. Uh, go to. She got to find out within herself. Go to therapy, maybe. Uh, go to therapy to show a man love. Yeah, you got to learn it from someone. So I guess you so got to find it within yourself. The question I mean, is you, more so like, if how do, you're in how a, do I if, show the man I'm with? I love. Yeah, him. if you're he in a has, relationship, she with has this, to go search for that herself. I can't show you that. If you if you with a woman, so basically she was saying like. Um, she always hear the she act like a dude, like she detached like a dude. So if you're with a woman and you genuinely love this woman and you feel like she just she don't show her affection, like how can you 
help her. She has to find that within herself. She can't love me if she don't love herself. If she feels like she acts like a dude, that's something she has to work through herself. If she's looking for that through another male, then I can just put anything in her head that I want to. And then if it doesn't work out, she go to another male. Now she's starting back at ground zero. It's not about what I can say or do. She has to find that through herself. And from my experience, she has to talk. She has to talk. She has to talk about what she's been through. She has to talk about how she feels. And through that, you start to gather up enough emotions, enough emotions to start to understand how you feel and how to react to certain things. Instead of the whole I act like a dude thing is like a defensive mechanism to me. It's a defensive mechanism, you think so? Yeah. It's like a, a mask, a shield. So you I like, can say I can say like a woman that do that, she just put up a wall. When a woman says I act like a dude. My feelings are like a dude. That tells me that it's, it's a, a shield to say um, I do what I have to do so I won't be hurt. But if she's going to, if if she expects us to tell her how to change something that she has to change within herself, then I can put anything in her head. She might as well go get a pimp then. Hey, hey! Don't don't sleep on the pimp. Because I can, put, I, can, I can put, I can, I can put, I can, I can say, I need you to do this. I want you to do this. You need to do this. You need to do that. And my agenda could be, I just want you to think how I think. But you, I want you to think how I want you to think how I want you to think, so I can take advantage of the way you think. So it could backfire, basically. What you're saying? Yes, if she's trying to find that through someone else, is she coming to a relationship already? So already set in, in who she is and comfort and comfortable in what she is and who she is then she'll have those answers oh uh, mm. that's just me like if you come to me and tell me what should i do what should what should i do then as a man especially if i'm single i'm going to tell you Whatever I can tell you, and I'm going to take advantage of that. She's not basically saying she's like she's. I don't think she's basically saying she's single. I think because she was saying like her man or something like that. So off the off the answer off the question. She yeah. Said, um, okay. So even if she asks her man, that's still not a. That's nothing he can he can do. You can't because under for, it. It was another woman because this was on my post for y'all to know. I made a post or whatever, and it was on my post, and a lady. Another woman under it, I don't remember where the name is. I'm not looking at my phone right now. She basically was saying, um, that's been a reason of two or three of her breakups or something like that. Oh well, yeah. shit. You just answered one question. You just agree with me. I agree with you because I said that's the reason for her breakups. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is if she if obviously she's not completely comfortable in her way of thinking. So she's going out to search through other males on how to change that, right? Uh, so each, I don't think if that's, each how, that's not how I interpret it. How do you interpret? How you interpret? Because if like, each relationship she's learning, she's each relationship going to be a different opinion on how you should be in this relationship. That's not, three different necessarily opinions. how you should be. I, her, to me, to me, the way I interpret her question was, I don't, sh- I don't show my man affection. I don't, I don't show my man affection. What can I do to show him? I care about him, not necessarily I'm looking for love. Like, what can I do to show the man that I'm with? Like, what can I what can I do as a woman to show my man that I care about him? 
So I love him. How do I show my love? Yeah, if she doesn't, if she doesn't, if she's unable to show that within herself, she needs to find it. He can't tell her that. Why you think she don't love herself though? That's what I'm confused. He can't tell her. Look, I need you to love me this way because in reality, she would only be doing it for him, and not because she truly, in the inside, feels that way. There's a difference between you doing something because you want to do something and doing something because I want you to be happy. Mm. <laughs> I'm looking at it completely different. Yeah, I'm looking at it different. So, so basically, both of y'all are saying, oh, "Shoot the answers then." What should what should she do to show her? Man? I think I think I think first of all, I think it's an answer that's tailored to in, every individual man. Like for me, like if you want to show me, like if you don't know how to, if you if you're saying I'm a blank slate, I don't know how to, I don't know how to show. Men or the person I care about, I care about them. If you're asking me, I'm gonna say take an interest in what I what I'm interested in. Like I like mm-hmm. I like basketball, so take an interest in basketball. I like video games. Like if you really care about, if you want to show me that you care, take an interest in the things that I'm interested in. Like ask questions, like be involved. That to me shows me that you actually okay. care about me. No, Vinci. That what what Ivan is saying is similar to what Smith was saying. That can it could be a. Uh, it's subjective. It it can it's, hurt. It's subjective because it could be backfire. a man. It could be a man that's trying to take over. That's trying to um, manipulate you. But in with Ivan's answer, that's not manipulating. That's just saying to show show interest in me. So I guess the way to answer it is just show interest in your man. Show interest in. That really, what was the the original question proposed? I'm, I'm, it I'm, wasn't I'm, I'm really read it verbatim. I'm gonna read it verbatim. What Ivan just because it wasn't, that wasn't really what I got in that question. It wasn't really a. She didn't really ask a question. She gave a a statement. I said, so okay, let's. So are we talking about? Be, I'm finished. I reworded go. it. I reworded we, it. We worded it because we saying okay. I can because because we heard so well, many. Take women. back everything I just said because I don't know what the original context. I'm, I'm really okay. Was. Let's go. I'm real detached. I don't like to show off too much affection. And I come off emotionless. Most people say I act like a dude, quote unquote. So I be wanting to know how he wants me to show him love. What does that got to do with what Ivan answered? How do you, like how does a woman show you how do you that she sh- loves how do a you? Woman show you that she. If loves I don't know you. if I don't. Know. So we just took it from her question, considering just her due to for the masses, for the masses of men dealing with women that is stuck in this "I'm a dude" phrase, like you say, with the walls up, feeling like well, they always say. I act like a dude. I act like a dude. Like, how do they get broke from that? Because she was saying, like, she don't know how to love. Like, she was never taught this love thing. She was never taught so, how to. what you just said, how does that translate into the answer Ivan gave? She don't know how to love, so in order to get on the path of learning how to love, I want you to take interest in what I do. She didn't say she... she take interest say, in your man. She take said, interest she didn't in... Say she, got, that's like she didn't say she don't love him, spectrum. She didn't say she... I, she didn't say I don't she love him. She never said she don't love him. She's. I don't know how to show... How do I show this show. man that I care about yeah. him, that I love him? For, and for me, that answer is take interest in... Take, Take an interest in what I'm So on the surface in. level, I can take... In, you like basketball. So on the surface level, as a, as a... I'm not acting like a woman. But on the surface level... As a, if I'm a if, if oh, this sounds horrible. If I'm a woman, <laughs> if I'm a woman, okay, I'm gonna sit next to you and I'm gonna act like I I like to watch basketball. That shows me you actually care about what I care about. That's not love. That's super. That's Did nobody. Super, nobody that's surface superficial shit. I'm gonna sit next to you and I'm gonna watch fucking bat. Women do that every day. But so therapy is the answer. Find but, find what you 
find what make yes. So what you saying that, is she got to figure her out first. Exactly. Thank she got to figure. That's all I'm saying. I understand what you saying. So you saying she got to figure herself the, out. It don't got nothing to first. do with you. That's superficial shit. I can sit. Uh, Wifey sits next to me every day and watch shit that I don't give a fuck about, but I know she's sitting right next to me. I'm thinking, okay, she just right there just because she right there. She's not doing this while I'm only doing this because I I, I love him. Well, if, if every time you was like, oh, I want to watch this show, she's like, I'm out. What the fuck? That's superficial shit. Like, sometimes you got to go a little bit. So okay, your so, answer, if, so, if, if, so I, if wifey ahead. came to you and asked you, Dante, how do I show you I love you? Your answer is go to therapy? I would be like, you got to find that. Say that again? If, you, if 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 wifey came to you and was like, I don't think I show you, I don't think I show you that I love you. Like I don't, I don't feel. I like would I want you to. I, I would want her to find that within herself. She doesn't need. I don't. I'm not into the, the showing me, type shit. Showing me that you love me. That I'm not into none of that. I can see it through the way she acts, through the way she reacts to certain things i can i can feel it i can see it if she's doing shit i don't like the the buying me shit and acting like she's into what i'm into because i know it doesn't come from a genuine place she's literally only doing it because i'm right here and i'm not gonna sit here the shit she watches i hate how do you know that though how do you know it's not coming from a genuine place because you could you know it's not coming. how though nigga if i'm sitting here watching i know she's not into basketball and she's on and, and She's only doing it in her head. She's like, man, look, I'm just sitting here because I don't want to hear his mouth. I don't want to change the TV because we're going to have an argument. But that's, that's looking, not because, oh, I that's love looking him. At the, but that's looking at the glass half empty. And, and, that's, a, and that's a choice. That's a, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a Like, she has a choice. She don't have to be like, nigga, I, okay. That's a bit superficial. How, though? A surface level shit. You showing, a woman shows you how much she loves you by taking interest in what she what you do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For I mean, I look at it. I mean, I'm looking at it at both views of it. So if I'm single and a woman come at me like that, I'm putting everything I can in her head. Yeah, I think if it's that if I'm single, but it's life. This, this how I look at you know, it. Right? No, it's, it's, it's life. Choice. I'm it's not gonna, I'm not gonna say on this mic and then say what everyone would like to hear. That is life. If I know, if as a human, that's anybody, unless you just. There are, I can count on my hand, I mean, truly, 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 just genuine people there are, and most of them get taken advantage of. If a motherfucker feels any weakness inside of you, I'm going to take advantage of it. There is reason why there are so many women out here searching for shit through other men. Because of shit like that. And all you're going to do is, look, this is what I like. And I'm going to tell you what I like. And once I feel like, okay, she listens to me, now I'm going to take advantage of it. There's, there's, there's rarely any women that you come across that's solid in herself. Rare. Shit, hey, that's men too. I don't think I'm taking advantage of it. I, I look at it like, nigga, I'm, I'm not gonna take advantage of it. Right. But I look at it like, even going in, like my, my thing has always been like, I don't get at women. So the, the woman or women that I have gotten at in the, in the midst of getting into a relationship. I always felt like, mm, I don't think she really feeling me like that. Like, I always felt like that. Like, she ain't feeling me like she say she feeling me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just didn't believe it. Right. So, I did whatever else outside of it because I didn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted her so bad. Like, the women always ask the question, like, show show me the same attention that you show me trying to get me. Like, be the same person. Right. You know, do the same chase. Give me the same chase whatever. My experience of chasing women 
once I get into that situation, I feel like I wanted her. She don't really want me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I can feel kind of where she coming from in that type of situation. Like, because you don't know how it is. Like, you don't know how she's feeling. So she's not saying, like, she's not saying I'm a single woman wanting to know how to love a man. She's saying in the midst of me being into a relationship and being with this man, how do I show him, like, I appreciate you. I really do love you. Like, this is not me acting out or trying to, you know, like, manipulate you. As a woman, not trying to manipulate him because she says she act as as a dude. So that's why I looked at it like it's more of a. It's not a. It's not a complete question. So it's. it's yeah, it's not a. It's, it's not a complete question. That's so that's why whatever we. And that's why. And that's why I say you got to put it in. But that was trash. Y'all should have. Yeah, I, I seen a lot more questions on your post. You could. It was no more damn questions on there. Oh well, that was trash. <laughs> that was super trash. I oh, see, I thought it was dope. I thought it was it dope, and, like, and to see the other female say, "I lost three relations, two relationships like this." I was like, "Oh, like I thought it was." I thought it was dope. So if she if she say she lost two relationships, was it why? She don't know how to show emotion. She, she don't know how to show. So in those three, she just. I get, I, my oldest daughter, mom, didn't know how to show no no affection, none. Mm-hmm. She she did not so know my, how to do could, that. Could she, you teach her how to show affection? I I couldn't. That's why I agreed with you when you said she has to find that within herself. That's why I agree with that part of it. Like you have to find it within yourself, but at the same time, within a relationship, it's kind of say I'm not gonna say go find therapy. Like <laughs> when, when you think of when see that's and that is the problem with our community. When you think of therapy, therapy isn't just for people who's going through some shit. Therapy is literally you're having a conversation with someone. That I wouldn't say don't give a fuck, but they're non-judgmental. They okay. hear you and then they give you feedback That's back. A fact. That That's a fact. When people think of therapy, you think of some some mental shit and motherfuckers crazy, or they just going through some some depressive shit. That's what people think of when they think of therapy. When I'm saying go to therapy, go talk to somebody and find out why you truly feel this way. If you feel right. like you can't show no emotion, if you feel like you can't, if you're, you're acting, quote unquote, like a man, if you're feeling these ways, go find out why. But if you're searching for those answers through men who really don't know who the fuck they are themselves, you're going to continue searching. So so what happens if I go to therapy and it's like, OK, I understand. I understand the reason why I do why I'm like this. Is, is therapy going to teach her how to show a man emotion? Is it gonna teach y'all to open up? Is it, is it gonna make her? Is it gonna make her more affectionate? No, it's not. It's through, not through through time. She can she can through through talking and 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 finding out and going. Sometimes you gotta go way 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 back to find out what triggered the way you feel. Some it happens, and then when you find out shit, majority of the time, motherfuckers. Bust out crying and shit, and then these emotions coming back, and then you get to a place where you're getting to a place of vulnerability. Yeah, I don't, and then you I just continue working on it. But if you're going to go find that shit through other men, you shit out of luck. I've been to therapy, and I, you know it, it does it does therapy work. for what though? I'm not. I mean, not going in your business, but there is so many types of therapy. Like I went to I went to grief therapy. And then when it got to the point, grief therapy ain't therapy to find out the way, how you 
feeling and shit. When it got to that point where the motherfucker, where, I'm not gonna say motherfucker, but when it got to the point to where he wanted me to express the way I feel and getting to that, because I'm like that. Like at, at some point, at some sometimes I can be very. I'm just now starting to recognize the way I'm feeling. But as a defensive mechanism, I completely shut down and I go cold. I've recognized that, and I only recognize that through talking. Has it has it made you more? Has it made you be able to show love better? A little bit, yeah. Okay. But he, but through talk before we even before we even started, before we even started telling me these things, right? We were just having conversation, and he was. Asking me questions that I didn't know was helping him define what it was that I was truly going through. So at the end of it, he's like, look, this is what it is. I shut down. I don't know how to completely express. I don't. Well, not completely. I don't know how to express the way I'm feeling at all. I shut down and I go silent. But those are things that through time I've learned to do so naturally I don't even recognize it no more. I just do it. And that's the shit that you got to recognize. And then you start working on it. And then you start working on it. You start working on it. And as you're working on yourself, then you can bring somebody else in. But if you searching through that shit through somebody else, good luck. Good luck. Mm. Okay. I, I, feel, I feel that. Like, I don't know nothing about therapy, so yeah, I it's all types. Like I said, you know, so I couldn't. I personally couldn't direct a woman there if that's me. And her I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not going to say. I think the way I said it was a little like <laughs> go get a harsh. therapist. Yeah, I would. I would never say it like that, but I would say like go talk to someone. And I say this often. I think everybody needs to go. Right. Everybody. Needs to go. Because just like we go to the gym to work out our body, you need to do the same thing. You need to do the same thing mentally. Right. That's just... I can, mm, okay. I, I can feel that. But to say, like... I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel it's, it. it's women that... It's women that feel they suffer that. It's men that feel they suffer that. Absolutely. And like I said, I didn't recognize. I I literally, I've done this all my life. Right. So when he broke it down to me, he was like, look, you do this just like this. And when you say this, you do it just like this. And when you start feeling this way, you shut down. Right. And through that, I was like, well, shit, maybe you're right. So for you, it just became a natural reflex. like Yeah, like to the point to where I do this shit and I mean, I still struggle with it, but I did it so good that I didn't recognize I was doing it right. until he pointed it out to me. And that's what I'm talking about. Someone has to point it out to you, and then you recognize it, and then you start working on it. Right. That's it. Got it. All right. Well, um, look, man. Here it is. We finna get into this interview. I hope y'all enjoy it. Well, we, we, doing, we ain't doing the old school smooth groove? That's on the other side. Oh, all right. Cool. All right, man. We'll see y'all on the other side. Peace, y'all. This is the Views from the Seven podcast. What up, fellas? What's going on, man? Shit, what's good? Hey, man, we have a special, special, special guest up in here. We got a big, uh, got a big fish. Man, uh, <laughs> what you would say? Father, husband, all that. Activist, mm-hmm. supreme lyricist. Talk. 
<laughs> my son, what up, brother? What's going on, Ken? Peace, God. How you doing? Peace to you, beloved. I'm blessed and highly favored, man. How, Thank uh, you all for having me, man. How Vegas treating you? So far, so good, man. Show last night was dope. You know, my room is good. Got a pool. It's, it's hot as hell out here. Bro. Yeah, you walk out. Yeah, I seen uh, when you got off the flight, man, you had a hoodie on. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, no. I am a hoodie on because it's cold on the plane. The planes be cold. So. Okay. Um. Man, like I said, I was hella, man, I was hella hyped for this interview, man. When we, when we, when I got, when we got you, man. So I appreciate you, uh, building with us, man. Um, y'all got snacks. I'm good. You know, <laughs> snacks, you know. See, y'all been treating me good. I appreciate it. I've been both. I've been bumping. I've been bumping, uh, bumping, uh, gangster, but I'm woke as fuck, like all day. I like yeah, that's my shit. Look at you, you hey, cheesing, you cheesing. Hey, come on, um, do that. Number love, man. Appreciate it. Oh. Uh, Man, I, I you know I was uh, checking you out a couple days ago, man. You know, cause it's all fresh. Um, the Nikki Cardi situation, mm-hmm. and then came to an ugly head. Yeah, came to an ugly head. What's your What's your thoughts on it, man? I mean, I've been vocal about my thoughts on it, you know. And and the problem with it is, to me, is I, I don't I don't advocate violence. Absolutely, I'm all for peace, you know. But I, in this industry, there's a there's a there's a false sense of reality in this industry. And they play by a different set of rules. Yeah. So when you come from the street, you you deal with people Absolutely. with respect. Yeah, you yeah. deal with on the merit of how they carry themselves. You give the same respect that you want somebody to give. You know if you say the wrong thing, there's a you don't know how they can react. Some people might walk away, some people might not. Yeah. And that's the reality of when you violate somebody. They you don't they don't get to you don't get to dictate how they react to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what happens in this industry is people do indirect things or direct things to disrespect you, to stop you from being there to feed your family, to to you know to to harm you. They blackball you. They they do a lot of different things which can take away your ability to feed your family. Absolutely. And they expect you to react in a way that's non-threatening to them because that favors them. Yeah. You understand some people I, feel I, you I don't have the money you have. I don't have the connections you right. have. I can't call people and get your record stop played. I can't stop you from making money. So how do I defend myself? When but I know you can't beat me though. Mm. See, this is the reality. So the the bottom line is you have to be able to say to yourself, I'm not willing to go where this person is going, so I'm not going to violate that person because the consequences that come with violating that person is something that I don't want to deal with. Absolutely. You can't hold that person to a standard that you – it's like you being a boxer and they want to wrestle. And we mm. fighting, and you trying to why you got to wrestle? Because that's how I know how to fight. Yeah, right, right. I don't got to fight to to your strength. No, you. I'm going to defend myself, and I'm going to fight to win. Yeah. So that's what happens in the industry, and that's what happened in this situation. They said, "Oh, Cardi's ratchet. She do." When in, in the hood, there's a there's a quote called on site. Mm-hmm. You're right. not beefing with me, and then I see you someplace, and we're going to act like we don't got beef. You're not going to talk about me and do these things, and then you know these are the only places we're going to see each yeah. other. So you feel like you're safe. So right. you could, you know, only place you're going to see me is industry events because right. you're not where I'm at. We, we don't frequent any the same places other than industry events. Yep. So the, pop, the possibility of me seeing you anywhere else is is small. So you you think that you're safe to do things to harm me and disrespect me because you like, well, nobody gonna do nothing in these events. That's not everybody's reality. Right. You know? So that's what happened in this situation. And I, of course I want them to peacefully coexist. But I, I know that you can't disrespect somebody and expect for them not 
to lash out or do something. Absolutely. You know, and, and and you understand the person that Cardi is. You you we've seen who Cardi is. Yeah. She told you, you do something to me, I'm popping. I ran down on her twice. This is who she ain't just rapping about something. Mm. She might not be the best rapper, but everything that she say in her life, she her rap, this is how she she's living her life. Right. So don't play with somebody, don't play with a lion and, and poke at him and get mad when they bite you and say, Oh, you I'm a cat. No, then play with the cats. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Don't Absolutely. don't play with a lion if you're not ready to do that. So I want I want to see peaceful resolve. Absolutely. You know I'm I'm at the stage now where I can have a hip hop beef and we can battle on wax. Right. I wasn't always there, but it's still certain things you can't say to me because I'm gonna see you in the street and we gonna I'm like we, I'm like what does that mean? We gotta right. talk. You gotta have a we gotta yeah. have a you gonna have to confront me. You understand yep. what I'm saying? Because that's that's where my principles lie. Everybody else is not like that. Some right. people can industry and you you can say the worst thing and you can disrespect their mother and tell their kids to suck whatever and all that and mm. they can still battle with you and still be cool with you. I don't I don't come from that. Yeah. So you know? as a so as a uh, a artist. And an activist mm -hmm. as yourself, right? Yeah. So you got both ends of the spectrum. Yes, sir. How do you, how do you combat? So, like, say, because people think like when you activist, when you step into that realm, like that's all you do. Like, nah, you, it's like you sitting in the closet. But that's what I try to tell people. And you only come out when you march. Just because I want liberation and justice for my people, don't mean I'm a punk. Absolutely. You understand? Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because I want liberation and justice for my people, don't mean I'm not going to the strip club. Don't mean I might drink some. I want to drink some henny sometime. Like y'all yeah. got this mixed up. I don't. I I don't subscribe to whatever box you try to place me. Absolutely. Right? You understand what I'm saying? So right. that's what happened. That's what's happened with activists, and they try to place a box. Well, you can't do this. You can't. Why can't I say that? That's how I feel. Yeah. But I'm still not gonna let you disrespect my people in front of me. I'm still gonna Absolutely. go out there and and give my life on the front lines. But I'm still. There's still. And that's why my slogan is I'm gangster, but I'm woke as you know Absolutely. What I'm because I need you to understand there's still oh, that element to me. Oh, I concur. Okay. There's still that element to me to where you need to understand, like, don't play with me though. Yeah, I'm humble, I'm kind, I'm I'm respectful to everybody. But the minute that you think that you're gonna take my kindness for a weakness, then you're gonna see another side of me. So I don't need people to get it. I'm not. I'm not kumbaya. I don't want nobody to get that confused. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Martin yeah. Luther King. I'm not non-violence. I'm anti-violence. Means I'm against violence. But yeah. the minute that you you take it there, gotta do your thing. My alternative to that violence is to let you know that I'm willing to be more violent than you. Absolutely. So that makes you less prone to want to participate in violence. Right. So that's what it is. I'm not. I'm not here to cause any problem. I'm not the toughest person, but I'm willing to die for what I believe in, and I stand on what I stand on. Yeah, that's ma and that's majority of your. That's majority of your music. Like when I came across you was when um when you did the Hobson. Exactly. That's what made me start listening to your music. I came across that when I was like I was already into Hobson. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is dope. Um, and I was listening to your High Bridge. Mm -hmm. And you got Cardi B, a skit of yeah, Cardi B on was, there. That's three years ago. That was before Cardi B. Yeah, I know. You got anything. a sample of her on your new. Uh, yeah, I took. I took. I mean, I, I, because she comes from my neighborhood, and I watched yeah. her come from nothing. Right. Like living in the tenements, building, you, hear that a you know, lot. being the street. Like she came, she came from nothing. She used to be outside fighting every day, arguing over her boyfriend on internet, and the girls coming over there trying to jump her, and we literally seeing them out there fighting. So to watch her progress and come from nothing and be authentic in that, like. Well, how could you be mad at that? 
right. can't beat it. You know what I'm saying? You can't be mad. That's the American dream. We all want to be able to change our lives and be authentic Absolutely. and be who we are and be able to be successful. Doing Absolutely. It. So when you watch people throwing shots at her, she never said she was the best lyricist. She said never, never said she rode around. She never said none of that. She, she just happy to be here. So when you attacking her, it's like, oh, so now you just want to pick on her? Right. And, and it's not that you can really pick on her, it's just that she she just she's so happy to be around y'all and be in the presence of y'all that she just wants y'all to accept her. But now you pushed her to a level where now, okay, now forget the fuck that you, me accepting you. You're gonna have to respect me. Yeah. We're gonna have to throw these hands. And that's how that's how most of us so to me, that's a natural reaction. Of course yeah. we wanna get to a stage where everybody can be peaceful and some people can just ignore things. But everybody ain't there. And you gotta respect that. Yeah. You can't you can't Dictate how somebody reacts to you disrespecting. Yeah. Now I, I think it's um, easy. I think it's easier to accept for. When you spoke to you know her wanting to be accepted, but I think it's easier for people to accept you when they don't view you as a threat. Like if I, if I you know what I'm saying, if she, cool. if she if she's just a mixtape rapper, yeah, it, was cool it might yeah, yeah it might be yeah. cool. But oh, you got a number one hit. Oh, you 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 making history as a female rapper. Now you're a threat to my position as the number one female rapper. So now, so I get it. I get it too, but but you still gotta get that when you when you step into the road now since I'm a threat and you feel like you're gonna throw indirects and I'm gonna keep ignoring it and then now you done something that insults me mm. and my child you done stepped into another yeah, road absolutely so you gotta deal with those consequences absolutely they come so so you've you've been known to call a few rappers out for what they speak about in their um yeah. in their music it's no that's not what I call them. I don't call you out for what you speak. I, I call you out for you not living what you speak about in your music. Mm. Mm. Not being authentic in that. Because if you authentic yeah. in what you're talking about, then cool. Absolutely. Even if I don't agree with it, if that's who you are, then I have to respect that. Right. Yeah. right. But when I know you're not living a certain lifestyle, that's you're projecting true. a lifestyle yeah. that's leading these kids down the wrong alley because that's the only way you would be projecting that lifestyle in a, in some glorifying yeah. manner if you never lived it. If you actually was in the streets going through that shit, you'd be trying to tell you don't want nothing to do with it. Every gangster, every street person I know is trying to get out the street. Absolutely. They're not telling no kids that God is blessing the trap, niggas. Mm, they're not, they just not saying it because right. that's not true. Right. He ain't. So most so, of them is dying or going to jail forever. Right. So, so you are looked at as like the voice of the people, as far as the youth I mean, concerns. I, you are. So my question is, how do you? Um, of course, um, respect comes with it. Mm -hmm. But how do you uh, find balance between people? criticizing well you criticizing people for not living what they're saying in their music and then becoming oh he's just an old bitter nigga i mean i don't it don't bother me whatever however you view it to, that's your view that's your view yeah I, I can't i can't tell you how to view it i'm gonna stand on what i stand on if i feel something if something comes across to me where i'll be like nah this is it's too it, it's not authentic and yeah. and it has the ability to lead these kids down now i have to combat it because most of these artists and this way of life is winning by default. Now every day somebody's ODing. I've been telling y'all yeah. this was gonna happen. Right. But we got before I was a hater because I was saying like, why is somebody telling y'all to sell yeah. to to take drugs every day? It don't make sense. And see, a lot of the rappers, me looking mm -hmm. at it, a lot of rappers that talk about drugs and consistently doing drugs don't even do them. But and that's the reality, and that's what I'm trying to tell you. They. They're not even doing them, and they but they know that it's a market. Yeah, it's a market. So they're using marketing scams to 
target these kids and you really damaging their life because they live in their life by this music. You understand what I'm saying? Like you gotta have some level of accountability. Absolutely. How that's you, what it is for me. How you discern, how do you discern which situations to say I'm gonna speak on this or this one? I'm gonna be like, nah, it ain't worth my energy. It just goes to how I feel. Like that's a lot of stuff I don't speak on because it's like, you know, I can't but when I realize that something is really detrimental, when I see that there's something that is going away and I'm like, nah, you we can't just we just can't ignore this. We can't yeah. just co sign that. Like, nah. You know what I'm saying? When you start giving people natural press and things for negativity, it's a stupid way of life that you know these kids gonna go out and try to emulate, and they have a platform, and you giving them a bigger platform, then it's like, nah. You know what I'm saying? That's what like academics to me is is dangerous. Mm. He's so dangerous mm. for the culture because he only wants to. If it's not like he takes, sometimes he come up with some positive stuff. Sometimes yeah. he tell you, yo, this is good. This going. Yeah. On. It's always amplifying. Something situation, negative and, yeah. and, and, and throwing fire. Yeah, on. that that him with NBA Young Boy, I was like, he just like it doesn't make no sense. It's like you yeah. you oh you know how they give it up. He he said he gonna do this. We are gonna yeah. see what's happening. We know who the real game. Like what are you? You're not even that type of dude. Like why why would you try to pin you know pin these kids against each other to kill each other? And because you you on your thing. With millions of views and you hyping up a beef and you not know you're not gonna do nothing. Right, yeah. You ain't gonna bail nobody out. You ain't gonna go to nobody's funeral. You just gonna jump on the next beef. And this is what the culture has become. This is you got people like that that advocate that type of stupidity. So when I see shit like that, it's like nah, you can't do that on my watch. Even if they keep letting you, I'm gonna let it be known. My followers gonna realize like nah, we can't fuck with him because that's what it is. It's like with anything. If you if you if you if you've been through something. And you don't give that knowledge and you don't give that wisdom to somebody coming up after you, then you're wasting your time. Yeah, absolutely. But it's easy to thrive off the, you know, like I said, somebody like him, it's easy to thrive off the negativity, the messiness. You know what I mean? Because that's what brings they just everybody want to wants it. to see it. That's what everybody wants but to see. To tell you, and that, but it always ends the same way. Always. It always does. Like he, he has, he, he caused the whole Chirac to be a beef. Like you see, like it, we know these things. We've seen him constantly yeah. do it, and nobody, and people just peacefully coexisting with it. They know a sucker shit. You have a conversation with anybody, but yeah, you right, it's stupid, but <laughs> yeah. so why not? Why, why, why are we gonna keep letting people like that in our culture? Right. Why are we right. not? Who's gonna be the person to say, nah, you can't do this here? Yeah. Does the, does the um. Does the popularity or the level of the person that's speaking, does it play a part in it, how, how active you are at combating it? Like, say, you know, academic may say something, and it, because it's academic, it may, reach a, it may reach a wider demographic. But if somebody maybe not as popular says something that you don't think may have the same impact, do you, like, does that play a part in it? I mean, but how are you going to get on my radar if you don't have an impact? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at the end, end of the day, when I see that you have an impact, that is impacting hundreds of thousands or millions of people. Gotta say something. It's your responsibility. I, have, I feel like I have a responsibility. Okay. No, that's not real. Nah, you, nah, you not gonna lie. And I know you lying. And just I'm just gonna act like it's cool. It's a lot of people that do that though because they just want to be accepted. Right. You know? okay. And I don't care. I never cared about acceptance. So what? Right. Um, your your style of rapping, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever stepped inside the ring before? Battle yeah. rap. I was one of the man. first. I was one of the first. Me and E Ness had a battle. That was in 1990. What? 2006. Yeah. On video? Yeah. So that was the one. The first smack battle it was me, E Ness. It was Murder oh, Mook. I remember against, that one. Unless I'm tripping because I was big into nah, it back then. I remember that one. Yeah. I just that don't. Was, I just. 
2006, yeah. I didn't recognize you it from was it. six or seven. That was my I senior do, year. I remember that one. Either two or six. That's uh, uh, the band eating yeah. that, ain't it? What's your win? That's around the same that's, time. That's when it was What's your um, win loss record. That was the only battle I had. I mean, it was a toss up. Some people said toss I up. won some too. I know my first round was probably is, is classic. Okay. And then it was it was just like it was kind of um biased because it was more Philly people there. Yeah, so uh, I'm definitely like you just gotta look now. at it. Yeah. And you just judge for yourself. But do you was, do you pay attention to but it? That's now? when it was more. Uh, that's when Smack was more. Um, oh man, Mark Sanchez. No, nah, I, I unplugged that. That's when that's when Smack was more like. Uh, it wasn't as big of a platform, so it was it like was the, the first, Smack DVDs, right? It when, no, it was when they first did the first one passed the DVDs. It was the first um, pay per view and all that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, okay. That's how it wow. first started. We did the first one. Okay. So do you still have a love for it? Or was yeah. it just like I mean I love it But I think that it's got to The, the way it's gotten It's now, like wrestling now Yes yeah, And it's just di- too different Like I said I don't Certain things yeah, I don't true. want You know you yeah. can't be in my face Grabbing my pockets And yeah. Like I don't want to go through that Cause I still I still It's just certain shit I just don't want to do Cause once you violate me And then it's, I gotta You know I don't yeah. want to go through that So right. I love it from a distance Like Like goods And And um Moog These is like these. Is, this is family to me You know I've um, Lux, these is like my brothers. Goods is like more Cubs. relaxed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But these is these is my brothers. So we all came in this together. Like I came with them. Yeah, I used to be at every battle with Goods. I used to be at every battle with Lux. You know what I'm saying. Mm. So there, there, there's no bag or no opponent that that, that Smack could call you with, and you'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I just, I just don't really, I, not right now. It's just that you know what I'm saying. I just think. Yeah, I I'll see know. you at a lot of the. Uh, in the in the crowd, yeah, like in I'm the back. I used, I used to go a lot of them. It's just now I'm traveling so much, and every time they have one, I'm I'm not in the city. Yeah. But anytime that I'm in New York or wherever they having it, I'm there. So so so, what are you listening to right now? Um, I don't know. I I like Cole. I like Kendrick. Um. I like Jay. I like you know. I'm. Who else? Who who else did I say? I I like. Um, I actually like NBA Youngboy. I like um, Low Baby. I actually like Low Baby because it's authentic. Yeah, music. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm into authenticity. Even though it ain't what everybody wants, I know that they're telling the truth. Yeah. And I f- you can feel that authenticity yeah. when you hear it. You know that they, they got a story to tell. It's not everybody's story. It ain't the most lyrical but it's authentic. Absolutely. You know, so I, that's what it is for me. I just listen to when I feel it. Like, I like um, Therese Deshaun from Atlanta. Like I yeah. Like yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, this, that's what I'm listening to. Okay. I'm, we going we gonna to come back to hip-hop, but I'm going to jump off hip-hop for a second. I got a question. Okay. So, the, you know, not long ago, you were arrested at the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearing. Mm-hmm. So, for the people, for the listeners out there who don't know who Brett Kavanaugh is, can you talk about it just a little bit and explain to me Explain to the listeners why that was important for you to to go there and speak up. Well, Brett Kavanaugh is pretty much a judge that has is racist. You know, okay. just yeah. blatantly racist. He's had decisions that have been racist. He has said things off record that are blatantly racist. He's pledged to um implement you know laws and judgments that would be detrimental to our communities. Yeah. And the, and Donald Trump is trying to appoint him to the Supreme Court. Right. So his Supreme Court hearing was last week, and and I was there for two days, and you know, 
and we and we and we were staging a protest, you know. Yeah. And, and I stood up and just and, and just told him like, you know, he's a threat to the democracy. He's, you know, I, and I work I work with the Women's March organization. Absolutely. And um, the, the, that's like my family. Shout Jennifer out Mallory uh-huh. and Linda Sarsour, Bob and Carmen. Those are my sisters, the ones who headed the, the Women's March and. So they've been giving me so much information about how he's taking, he's ready to roll back the Roe versus Wade to where women don't have the right to have abortions and all of these things. Yeah. And these are critical things for black women. Like a lot of black women can't afford to have babies. Absolutely. The reality is, yeah, yeah. You know, so you you forcing somebody who who just don't have the means to have kids to have a baby. So when you think about that, black women and black people are going to be the most who have to suffer from these type of nominations. Yeah. And, and also, him going into office would give him the ability to just pretty much clear Trump of any wrongdoing. Yeah. Well, you know, and we don't and we don't want absolutely in the, way, in, the, in the Supreme Court that's able to do that. Right. Well, you know, first and foremost, I want to applaud you um, for your, um, your hand in activism. Like, that's, to me, that's a calling that not a lot of people can step up to. It can't. Um, so, added on to what um, Ivan was saying, um, what is your opinion on today's political climate? I mean, it's it's, it's very. We're in real tough times, man. And if you don't realize that, if you, you know, before I was really involved in politics, I didn't understand mostly. I just thought shit was wrong, and then I started realizing that it's more than just wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's by design. Like, they're putting, implementing, and putting people in offices that directly to harm us. Yeah. You know, so when you think about that, and then you understand the system, you start seeing the system. Before, it's not just the president. It's it's the lower elections. We got to start putting our, because people like us are able to run for, you know, for these positions. People who know our communities, who understand the needs of our communities, who are able to, you know, connect to people in our yeah. community. So when we start being active, because we, we a lot of us don't even know we can vote. Like a lot of formerly incarcerated people, I don't know about the laws inside Vegas, but I know in New York, if you're formerly incarcerated, if you're not currently, even if you're on parole, you can still actually vote. Yeah, I you think it's, it's kind of similar. Felons yeah. as well? Form, like felons? Former felons, yes. Oh, okay. So a lot of people don't know that. They think that they don't have these rights. Okay. So. That's one of the things I've been doing. I've been going around with the Women's March. We've been doing these barbershop talks where I bring the, the whole community to the barbershop and, and inform them of their rights and how they can vote and yeah. what it takes to go vote and, you know, the stipulations on why you can vote and why you should vote. And then yeah. get you and find, let you know who you should vote for, who's in your community, what, what, what right. you know, what, um, what they plan to implement. What is that they they plan to do for the community? So you can see, okay, this is somebody that I want to vote for or yeah. don't want to vote for. Yeah, and and then give you an opportunity and say, yo, you should start running for office. Find somebody that that represents this community, who does the things in this community, and, and vote them into council and things of that nature, and then start building that because that's that's how we get change in our communities. When we govern our communities, yeah. then we're able to change them. Yeah, because my, my um my boy Andre Rainey. He's uh, the mayor of Peekskill, New York. Mm-hmm. And I was we went to school together. He was doing rapping when we was in high school, and we was real tight. Then I seen him start running. I was like, he really became the mayor. Like, my boy Steve and all of them had went out there to 
on this election day and everything, I was like, oh. It's, it's a possibility. Like, you know, if that's something that you want to do. Me, personally, I don't really want to do politics because I want to be the resistance. Absolutely. I want to give the politicians the fire on the streets. I want to be able to say I don't want to be constrained. See, I, I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. Like, um, a lot of people with um, a voice say that they can do more work. Can because you're not you're not restrained to anything. Right. If I feel like I don't like something, it's like just like now, you know, um, Senator Cory Booker in the Kavanaugh hearings, he he brought to light certain off record conversations in in um, emails that weren't supposed to be public. Yeah, but he did it for the interest of the people because these it was it was called racial profiling. They had a whole folk wow. of racial profiling that this man has said all type of racist things in his emails back and forth that they had documented, but they didn't want it to be released to the public. And he wow. had, he had put into the motion like everybody else, everybody put in motions to get certain things released to the public. And his notion, his motion was the only one that wasn't answered. So it's like everybody else put in these motions to get these papers, and you still haven't given me my motion. Like, this doesn't make sense. This is the most detrimental thing to my people and to what I represent, but you don't want to give me an opportunity to expose it. So right. he went against his – probably he could he could actually be fired for this, mm. for, for exposing these things. But he said, you know what, the justice of my people and, you know, what I stand for is worth more than even my job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, a, that's something like I don't want to be able to be held to that. Right. If I get that information, I want to be able to. I don't yeah. need you to be able to stop the way I feed my family because I'm doing what's right for my people, you know. And we all got a different position, and that's why I'm on. That's why I was in the courtroom to stand up and give him the power and the strength to be like, you know what? If they're gonna fight, I'm yeah. gonna fight with them because that's what they be needing. Right. They be in there trying to fight for us. If nobody on the ground saying this, giving that groundswell, then he can't go to yeah. people like yo. I can't help you. These people gonna do this if you don't do what we need to get done. Right. And that's that's the inside outside game. So, like that, like I said, that passion, you know, that passion for uh, activism is very rare, and it's a calling that not many people can stand up to. So when you're in the middle of these marches and these rallies and you around people who all have the same goal what is that feeling like it's it's euphoria it is it is the reason how i really got started my first march was i marched for eric gardner peace to him and his family prior to that i had never been to a march you know, I was doing a lot of, I was working in detention centers with at-risk youth and, and teaching them how to utilize music as anti-violence and how to take your words and all the anger you got and just put it into your music. Because that was one of my stress relievers. When I was locked up, i get mad at something, i go and just start writing, boom, boom. And, right. And just get into, and put all, whatever I wanted to do to somebody, I put it in the round. Right. And in, 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 in essence, it really was happening. Yeah. So, you know, it kept me out of a lot of different situations. So... I was teaching them that, you know, that method. And then while we was going to the detention centers, my homegirl Carmen, who is the executive director of the Gathering for Justice, which is Harry Belafonte's organization. Yep. Um, so I was working with her. and when Shout out to them. Situ- yeah, shout out to them. And when the Eric Garner situation occurred, she's like, we're going to march. And I was like, all right, I'm going. And, you know, and it was like we had – 
over 100,000 people in the street that day. Sheesh. And we were just marching, and we sat in the middle of the highway, and there was people that was resisting. And you look to your side, and you see everybody with one cause. And everybody was like, it's just, it just, for justice, like, it's not right. Yeah. And I think that day right there was like, nah, this is, this is my purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love music. I love everything. But this right here is my purpose. I got to figure out how to combine my skill and my natural ability to uplift my purpose. And, right. And that's what I started utilizing. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of people in my community that don't get this. Yeah. Because it's not translated. And the people who represent it don't represent, don't look like them. Right. They can't get it. They, like. I don't want to look like Al Sharpton, no disrespect, but I don't wear suits like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? What it, what, it, what it looks like doesn't represent our culture. Absolutely. So I said, I want to be the conduit between that and our culture. I know how the lingo, I speak the language of us, I've been through what you're going through, I understand. Yeah. You can still be in the culture and, and, and still be for civil rights and still represent justice and still stand with us you don't have to be this church person you don't have to wear three-piece suit and you don't have to know big words in yeah. order to do these things you know a lot of people think they get that notion i wanted to tell them like no nah, i used to go to i mean i used to go to strip clubs like when i first and and um djs like my man dj self would be like yo what you doing here <laughs> yeah. i'm doing the same thing you doing here. i'm watching strippers right. give me a drink like yeah i'm saying but in civil rights now. I'm like, what does that mean? You yeah. y'all got this confused. Like, Absolutely, I feel I'm you. I'm not Martin Luther King. Like I, that was his way of. This right. ain't your grandmother's civil rights. It's different. It's a whole different regime yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? So, we, it's the, the civil rights leaders of today, we listen to trap music. Absolutely. And we go to the strip clubs. Absolutely. And God we bless. Stand out there. We we'll give our freedom and die for our people. So when you when you spend them days. Them days at the rallies and going to the different events. I I, I see you travel and everything to the mm-hmm. different events if it's a major. And then when the people come in and they just come to speak on camera and leave, like that it's, a, it's a little that I I really don't like that. Yeah, it's trash. You know, we had a, we had one out here. It's a lot. It's a lot of fashion civil rights people. Mm. It's a lot yeah. of people that even artists that do music when it's you know convenient because now it become it's it's it's, it's civil rights is a trend now. Right, and a lot of people have been able to get, and and it, it kind of bothers. It used to bother me, you know, because I know that it's not something that they really do. I know that I've been doing this for the last five and six years, and I never see y'all nowhere yep. until right. the cameras is there. I never hear you speak or, 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 or you know, sacrificing anything, you know. So it's like, cool. I, I'm glad that you're able to highlight it on your social media and you're able to talk about it. But it, it, it's, it's a disrespect when y'all take these people over the people that's really on the ground putting in the work yeah. and have them speak on behalf of what's really going on when they don't even know the work. They haven't been there. Cause you know, I, so it's a little, it's a little, it's, it aggravates me a lot a lot of times, but I've, I'm moving past it, you know, and, I'm, and I think slowly but surely the credibility is, is starting to become there and people see who's really doing the work. And it's speaking for ourselves, man. Right. Know, the work is speaking for itself. As long as the work get done to me, I don't care. But I hate to see the trend civil rights. I hate to see the trend person. Yeah. That they and then they become the representative. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Since I seen it, like we're seeing the activists, like seeing like you, because you know I watch your freestyles and all that, and then seeing you really be there, I always equated it to like, um, being in prison. They force you to fight these fires. You know, you go fight these fires, and then they talk about this. Fireman, it did, and exactly. it's like he he didn't do it. Exactly, 
that's, that's, it's people that almost is. died in the smoke and all that that's it's, it's, not it's, getting it's, paid it's, for it. It's right. What's the grassroots speaking, organization? Speaking, speaking of that, you did do time back mm-hmm. in the day, right? Yeah. Um, what was your thoughts on the the prison strike? You know, these uh and these you know these big companies exploiting these inmates for profit. I mean, I, I commend them, man. You know, you still human beings. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's and that's what they try to take away from you when you become incarcerated. And and the sad part is that most of the people who are incarcerated are falsely in, incarcerated for false charges, being yeah. over. You know, over sentence for things, and it's just being used for cheap labor. So when you get a reality of what's going on, and you and you come to grips in terms, and you stand up, you know that's the only thing way change has ever happened. You know, you think about the Attica riots. Unfortunately, people had to die to just get certain human rights in prison. You know what I'm saying? Like all of the right. When I was in prison, you know, you can you can get packages. You can get visits. Yeah. You know, you can get a certain amount of showers. You know, they, they have to do things mandatory. You get free dental care. Like, it's, it's certain things that's mandatory. And they was like, before the Attica Rice, she wasn't getting none of that. Like, you wasn't even able. you probably get a visit, like, once a month, if possible. You couldn't get packages from outside. Like, you didn't have commissary. You just had to get what they gave you. Yeah. You know, and then it was 23 hours a day. Like, that was no programs there was nothing it was just you pretty was just in a cell going losing your mind you know so when you understand that I said damn that's what the Attica Rice was able to give us some level of humanity back you know and it still ain't all the way there hopefully you know those riots that just happened can bring some some more humanity like that's what right. that's what happens with the government and you know especially with the system, they ration back your your human rights, not even civil rights. They are rationing yeah. back our human rights. It's like if you lock somebody in a, in a cell this small and then you open a cell like this, they think, like, look, we got progress, but the world is this big. So that's what they've been doing right. to us all this time. We Every time we think we get like, and they're like, oh, Trump, like, oh, you know, the, the unemployment rate is down. What do you mean the unemployment rate? The unemployment, we still at the lowest. Yeah. It does like even if it went up six to seven percent. What does that mean? You you what are you comparing it to? You're right. comparing it to nothing already. So we we should just be happy right. that we got a little something. And that's what they do. They just keep rationing and then they take it back, and then they ration it back. But you right. never actually get equity. Right. Equality is is you know it's a fantasy because yeah. you don't have equity. If somebody got a four hundred year head start on you, and then yeah. and then now we we all. Running together, but you are four hundred years ahead of me. So where do you? How do we make up for the four hundred years? But to me, you'll be a fool to even think they would relinquish any of that but power. Exactly. But that's what the reality is. We live. We are fools because he who con- controls the media controls the world. Mm-hmm. The media shows you five or six or seven black people that are successful and say you can do that too. And they highlight them, and they got chains, and you see Diddy and them on every show, and you see Snoop. That's not reality. I could win, and don't realize that we still only make up two percent of the wealth in this country. Two percent. Two percent. Right. And and it hasn't changed since 1945. We've been the same level. It's not growing. It's not doing anything. They just interchangeable parts. 
they're not adding more people. They say, okay, we get rid of him, we put him in his place, and it just keeps taking. That's you know, Let's take all your money now. We give you and we give you this and we give you this false sense of what you can yeah. be. So everybody's chasing this dream. That's really a fantasy. So, so I was um in an interview before I was I was saying because you know they were saying um because I was saying well at this point in time just give me my fucking seat at the table mm-hmm. right and they were saying well just build your own table but in reality your seat should already been there you already built that's the reality yeah the reality is that you should already have a table there like. They telling you to build your own table after they done built their tables on your backs and then tell you now go build your own after you built all of Absolutely. us. Now go build your own. It's just, you know, it's it's condescending. It's like the whole pull yourself up by your bullshit. I get tired with people like, yo, y'all just be crying most lately. Nobody care about that shit. You get over it. You just got to get it your way. Yeah, some people going to get it. Some people going some people going to have skill that meets opportunity, that meets luck. And all of these stars are going to line and they actually going to make it up. Right. But the ninety eight percent of us no. ain't that ain't the yeah, reality. The reality. And and that's just facts. It, the numbers show you that. Everybody if you look at most of these successful people, they tell you all of the people I came from ain't really made it out. Yeah. And that's why, you know what I mean, like I was you know, me and my brother Ivan here was going back and forth a long, a while back because I felt that um like when they when they released the movie like Black Panther to me. Like I'm not yeah. for superficial shit. You mean you know what I mean? And it was like because they put this movie out, now it was like, oh my God, they gave us something. Now let's take our foot off the pedal. Mm-hmm. But I, but I, for me, it wasn't like I love the movie. But for me, it wasn't take your foot off the pedal. It was, it was motivational to say where we should be. To me, yeah. So, but it's not reality, like you said. And even in Wakanda, we was fighting each other. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw you just say that on, on, you know, on the. I said on, that because that was the real shit to me. I'm like, damn. This is we we showing us black greatness and all that, and we still fighting against each other in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like how the fuck we gonna win? So there's always these subliminal things that get yeah. thrown in that you always have to see. You know, it's like like that's one thing that the minister said, man. Separation of death, and I think that's like the real shit, man. If we do not create our own independent of them. We can't win. They not gonna let you build it here. Absolutely not. They are not gonna let you get, like you said. They are not gonna relinquish their wealth. They've been, they have profited off of you for hundreds of years. They are gonna just give it. Okay, be you know crazy to like, even think. Like, we're gonna give you all of these billions and trillions of dollars. We owe you your own land, and we're gonna let y'all go govern yourselves. No. After y'all been the, the source of our economy since y'all, we are the source of capitalism. Right. Absolutely. That's it. We we fund capitalism through. Prison, through poverty, just through jail, all of the stuff. We cheap labor, all of these things. Poverty in marginalized communities funds capitalism. Mm. So if if for us to be able to, to reach what that means capitalism has to fall. It has to never. be it's never going to fall. There has to be a low lower class in order for capitalism to be successful. I got a, um I got a situation I want to ask you about. I'm not sure if you if you have an answer, but um a, a, not long ago there was a a shop at a, a attack at a nail shop with the, the 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 black woman and her grandmother, and um I know I noticed that happened in Brooklyn, so I know that's kind of your neighborhood. I was there. Okay, so like, what can we get an update? I haven't seen anything lately, so can we well, get an update um, on that? The last thing that I heard them they dropped the charges against the no not them against the girl. Who, oh okay. They had they had charged her. Okay. So they they. Dropped the charges against her. I think 
one of the shops has been closed. There was Dope. two shops. I think one has been closed, and they still out there protesting daily. But I still have to do an update because for the last two weeks I've been traveling yeah. so much, and I haven't been. But I know the last thing I heard that they dropped the charges against the girl. Okay. What about um? What about the bodega where uh, the young man Junior was killed at? It's still closed. Still closed. Um, we were trying to work on trying to make it a, a anti-violence site because okay. they, have a, they have a bunch of cure violence sites in the, in. So I New York now, and I thought that would be something that would really make sense yeah. to turn it because the, the community doesn't really want it open for anything else. But right. I've heard that it was sold to somebody else, and they're working on something else there. So, you know, but it still is not open. Okay. 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 You uh, That's you still dope. hope? My knees. <laughs> I hope my knees just don't, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it, but your knees don't. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Yeah, man. My crossover don't really go like it used to. Man. <laughs> I hate All you. be there. My body don't be one. <laughs> but I got to get back into it because I was like, you know, I've been watching a couple people play ball that I used to play with. I was like, All right, let me get back into this gym, man. Anybody coming out of New York? You got your eye on? Um, who do I have? My, it's not a little young boys. My man. My man, the future. His son, he's he's just like I think he's a sophomore, or junior in high school, but he's he's gonna be like one of the top point guards. Okay, okay. he's okay. dope. So um, uh, as far as um, you know, you said your your partner, his son, is in high school, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you got two two young ones, right? I got three sons. Three young ones. Okay. Um, three sons. Well, I can get yeah, no boy. I got all girls. Nice. Must be nice. And you so. You lost your pops at a young age, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, when you lose something like, when you lose a person like that, like, that's a void. It is. And it can destroy you. And along it, with. It makes you or breaks you. Absolutely. I agree. Along with everything that you've been through, mm -hmm. how does that translate into um, you parenting your, your parenting style when it comes to your boys? It, it translates a lot. My oldest son is 20 years old. You know, so that's my oldest son, and I was in jail from the first seven years of his life, and I know how that impacted him. Coming home and realizing, yeah, seeing it, trying to retrain habits that wouldn't have been there if I, yeah. you know, what I'm saying, Try, trying to just reinstill certain manly things and understandings of manhood in him after not being there for seven years was difficult. You know, right. it's a process, and and. Based on that process, he's made a lot of mistakes, you know, and I had to, I had to own up to it that me not being there caused those. It was a lot of conflict because he was used to doing things this way, and I was trying to change. And then there was a mother who had been there that he thought understood more than I did about yeah. being a man. It just was, it was this conflict, and I seen that, you know, and I fought against it. And now we we on a real good page and. He's 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 getting it, you know what I'm saying? He understands and he told me one day, you know, Dad, nothing you never told me nothing that was wrong. You know, we we've got to that level. Like everything you've ever said to me was right. And I just wish I would listen. So we we've got to that level to where you know, there's a level of communication. Well I think as, as so it's kids, possible. It's I possible. That gave me hope, man. Even when <laughs> even like when you know, when we when I grew up or, you know, my dad was in prison too mm -hmm. for a lot of my youth. Mm -hmm. Um but I think just as human beings, I mean, when you grow up, you grow up thinking like at some point you get to the point where you're like, everything my parents say is wrong. Yeah, and then you, you get to another transitional period when you like. There's a process. You know why? Because even though right. you said everything 
they say is wrong, but if you start instilling in your kids things early and they see that it works early, yeah, it becomes. It, of course, they're going. It's going to be a little friction. They're going to rebel, kinda. You know what I'm saying? It's always going to be that kind of friction because if you, when you are alpha male, you you breed an alpha male. Absolutely. So they going. My son always, my seven year old's like, but dad, why? And I'm like, because I said so. But why? I don't want that. And I'm like, nah, it's not about what you want though. Yeah. Like you don't. It's, it's what I'm telling you to do. So we oh, we go through that at seven years old. So I know when he get 13 and 14, I might have yeah. to shake him up. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I get that, but at the end of the day. He's gonna listen to what I said because it's been instilled to him that absolutely my, what I my father tells me to do, and then when he start doing it and seeing the results, it's a little more. All right, I'm gonna do it. You know, it's, it's still that that resistance because they have that spirit, but you gotta hone that. You gotta stay on top of them early. Yeah. Because once they get once they get away, if that first the they in, they take they intake most information around three and four. Yeah. That's when they like really sponges. So you're training, you need to be in their lives from those periods. And then everything else pretty much falls into because you create a routine for their life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you're not there to start that routine and then you gotta try to break it, that's the hardest shit in the world to do. To retrain yeah. a kid. Wow. <sighs> that's crazy. <laughs> All right, before we get back into some uh some hip hop, because you got a hip hop question right uh something like that. i mean i had, okay. I had my questions is all over go ahead <laughs> before we get into uh some hip-hop um going back to the voting right mm-hmm. um historically like why is the burden of voting seems like it's always cast upon black people because black in our community because historically black people have the lowest turnout so is the 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 burden is cast upon us because they already know that they they monopolizing the system because they already feel that we ain't. Gonna I thought vote. it was Asians. No, I mean, the even lowest. though they have the lowest turnout, they have the lowest turnout, but they have the lowest turnout based on per capita. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But they still they don't they don't represent more people in the U.S. than us. So okay, when you look when yeah. you think about it, we are pretty much people of color are becoming the majority. Slowly but surely, but they don't want you to vote. They don't want us to believe that we have any power. Whenever you see what happened with Obama, when when we brought people to those polls, he won astronomical numbers because people actually came out to vote. So they understand that the we are there's a structure, right? There's a a census, and they yeah. do their census, and it's based on the normal voters. And most of those normal voters, in their mind, but if the, if the average person that usually votes comes out, we gonna win. That's how they. That's how it's set up for them. But I, I, I just because the electoral vote gets is what gets you into the White House. Yes, it does. Right. Was it five less than five percent of the country, of the population owns electoral vote? Mm-hmm. So, how do we? How does it even? Well, you know, quote unquote, matter if the vote that we possess doesn't really. I, yeah, I mean, it counts, but it's like it. I hear what you're saying, and in, in, in essence, in theory, but what happens is there are these certain states that um, have more electoral votes. Right. And we are we are very prevalent in a lot of those states where the, the majority of electoral votes are kept. 
So if we win those states with that has the heavy, because a lot of the the small electoral votes, it's mostly like hick towns where a lot of these white people only them live. They gonna win those regardless. Yeah. But if we win the states, the high electoral votes where we a lot of us are present, and the people who normally don't come out to vote come out, then you swing, you change, you take the vote because they didn't even anticipate y'all. When they did, they, right. when they did, they, you know, they census. They said, okay, this is how many people usually come out to vote. We've already attached these people. We got about seventy to eighty percent of the normal voters. What happened with Obama is they didn't know that a bunch, hundreds of thousands of more people in each of these major electoral college states was coming out to vote. So he was beating them by hundreds of thousands of votes because people knew voters because they didn't. It was new voters coming out that right. never voted before. Yeah. So that's why the burden is on us, because we are the people that they don't expect to come out to vote. So when we do come out to vote, it shows yeah. that we okay. win an overwhelming majority. So it's like a sucker punch they're not anticipating. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, information. before we uh wrap this out, man, piece of combat, Jack. Shout it's a question he asks at the end of every episode. Your top five. I just said my top five yesterday too. My top five is Rakim. God, it's Nas. It's Tupac. It's Biggie and Pun. They my top four, and then it's Jay Z. I seen you got a um. Very East Coast bias. You did kind of a. <laughs> if, if I had to put one, I would I would put Scarface in there with one of them. If I had to, he would he would put, I would probably have. Him and um, Pac together, like I love, I love Face. Like I'm a big yeah. Face. And piece to Face, man. Um, I'm hearing a lot. I'm seeing a lot of articles going. going you got lung cancer. About him having a uh, battling lung cancer. So. Oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Piece Damn, of Scarface, I man. I hope. Uh, I hope what I'm seeing isn't true. But I'm seeing a lot of. Articles I know you've been sick. It. Um, I seen you had did a uh, kind of a Tupac tribute. You like I six tracks to of Tupac a I while do, back. Yeah, I used to do Tupac Tuesdays. For like a couple of months straight, I just take a pop yeah. beat and just flow on. Oh, that's love right there. I can never put him in my top five because I just I feel like he's bigger than that. Like it's hard to. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I get what you're saying, but Pac, he just he just um he magnified and exemplified the culture. Like, yeah. Like when I think about myself, that's not not if I was trying to emulate somebody, which I'm not. But his blueprint is yeah. what I want. Like he, he spoke his mind. He gave you music from his soul, and he was able to, he was able to exist in so many different realms. You know what I'm saying? He was deep, and then he was hood at the same time. It was just like, he was just so multi-dimensional. Because yeah. you like, um, you're in the industry. You're not a mainstream, and I don't think you're trying to even be mainstream. So, <laughs> uh, but with being in the industry, it's a lot of people that try to. Like take on Tupac Ghost You always get somebody Saying I'm Pac I'm Pac I'm Pac I'm Pac I'm Pac they always want to Take one dimension One Pac. dimension and, yeah. and Pac is not one dimensional You know people are like I'm Tupac Okay cause Somebody shot you Or you think you tough yeah. and, and you got a tattoo Or yeah. a head Like Nah Pac Well they do a, the same They do the same with Malcolm too Yeah It's like Just take one little Small bit of Yeah but they do was. it Like they do it with Pac so much And I always wanted to ask people That's in the industry Because then you get around them and you know, like you don't fit that facade, or you don't yeah, fit that it's, it's persona. Not, it's, it's a lot of them fit one percent of what Pac was. You know, yeah. a lot of them have this thug thing with them, and, and some of them are really street dudes or whatever, and they have followed that. And a lot of people misinterpret 
Tupac's thug. Exactly. Like his thug wasn't thug. You're thinking of a lot of people misinterpret. That's what it is. They just thug life, baby. I'm holding. They just take the shit about me and my girl. They just they take that and they say this is what Pac was. Yeah. You know, and it's like nah, Pac was so multi-dimensional. Pac could sit down and teach a class and give a syllabus on civil rights and give a syllabus on. Well, you, his interviews entertained you and, and captivated you so much. He was only 23 years old. That's yeah. crazy, man. You understand what I'm saying? His mind was so far advanced at that age. And especially with um, Madulu being such a yeah, big part. You understand what I'm saying? So when, when people talk about Pac, it's like, man, I don't even, you know, I'm, I'm still scratching the surface on what it is, and I feel like I'm, I'm more in that realm than most of y'all, and I don't, and I don't claim that. I just honor that man and respect him. And see him as uh, you know one of the um, the fathers of of yeah. my, what it is that I represent. For me to have a little cousin that like that like they like the newer age music, but then when they would speak on Pac, I'm like you don't you're not speaking on a you don't know of Pac. You know you thinking you know Pac. So it's it's irritating for me because I'm super Pac fan. Exactly. Like me and Spence me on Pac. So. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, before we get out of here, I got one more question. I kind of want to touch on with you. Um, I know you and I know you've spoken on this before. Um, in the in um in light of the the unfortunate untimely death of Mac Miller, um, there was a there was a argument that grew online on social media about Eminem's influence on kind of the opioid culture that's that's prevailing in hip hop today. And I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on it. like do do you think that Eminem is has a direct influence on what Mac Miller might have been going through, and do you think Eminem, as a legend, as a um, the person he is, does he still have the that kind of influence in hip hop today? I think I don't. I think Eminem. I I don't think most people took Eminem as serious as we take these artists now. I think Eminem was more entertainer. You know, I think when they when they talk about him being a legend, it was he was entertaining. Nobody took M serious. Nobody, I don't know nobody that was going out popping pills because M. They just thought he was some crazy white boy. And like, yeah. bro. so you know, I think our ability to discern the difference between entertainment and reality was different than this culture. And that I mean, what are you speaking on with the Facebook thing? That was kind of my argument with one of the dudes who was speaking on it was. Because he kept speaking on black culture when he spoke on Eminem. I'm like, you can't speak on black culture when you, when you speak on Eminem, especially at that time. Like, he probably persuaded a bunch of white boys to go pop pills yeah. and stuff. But it was no black kid like, oh, yeah, I'm finna go pop exactly. all these pills he and try shrooms. And he didn't influence our culture. He entertained our culture. He yeah. Never, he never had the ability to influence our culture. So right. I think it's way different. I think these kids now have... They are influencing our culture, like you know. And I don't think nobody, when you think about any of these kids that talk about whatever, they fan, they're not fans of Eminem. You know what I'm saying? It's not like True. oh, I follow Eminem. Nah, a lot of them is fans of the new age dudes that's yeah. talking about it. They following that. I, you know, I think at some point it became a fad. I don't know who, because there's always throughout hip hop, people was always talking about drugs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some people was talking about. You know, I remember. When Raekwon said he he smoked coke and weed and the combinations made his eyes bleed, but it wasn't something that they pushed. Right, right. You understand? What I'm saying it wasn't every song. Man. I just as as a youth, me growing up, I didn't really start like 
because it was so hidden in the music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like weed was what they pushed in the music. It was yes. yeah. like okay, pu- like definitely pushed weed. Like Every, I know he brought up You oh. listen to music uh, you, uh, you listen to music, they was like, yo, we had some weed. Everybody was like, I'm gonna smoke some weed because that that was the cool thing to do. Right. And yeah. now this culture has taken opioids and made it into like the new weed. So to me, Facts. like cause I was growing up, I was growing up during Eminem and the D twelve. And I think what D twelve made a whole song about pills and I was just like it's a weird ass video. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't I didn't start really knowing okay now these these motherfuckers talking about drugs and and, yeah, and codeine and all that when everybody started double cupping. Yeah. And that's when I was like okay now this is awesome. Now, yeah, it was entertainment man. It's it's no longer you know these kids are fascinated with pills and suicide. Yeah. You know that's every, right. like it's they're fascinated with that shit like it's they super fascinated with the suicide. Are, and like, I be hearing all these new suicidal like, songs. I'm like, songs what's is, going I on? I kill myself. I'm thinking about dying. Yeah. It's like, damn, y'all that's true. Like, what are, what are y'all going through that's that's bad that yeah. you just want to die? You know, it's it's scary. Yeah, because you only get to do it once. I know yeah. we um I know we about to wrap it up in the uh, shit right now, but um I, I'm a I'm a firm believer in giving people their flowers while they're alive to smell them. So you know I. You're you're a dope lyricist, but I wanted to say I applaud you as a man, brother, because not everybody is out here willing to put their life on the line Absolutely. and actually, you know, put their boots on the ground out here fight for our people. So I just want to say, man to man, I appreciate you, brother, for all the work I'm you put in here and giving us a shot, man. Thank you. Man. I appreciate Listen, you. I'm out here. This is your town. You hit me up. Yeah, we appreciate that. When yeah. I I heard it was my son, I was like, what? Yeah, right. Hey, man, I'm here. I'm here, man. So let me come do it, man. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. Anytime I'm here, just hit me up. I wish I knew about the strip club thing because somebody invited me to the strip club. And <laughs> no, nobody, don't take nobody the else, Nobody else went to go. I ain't going to say no names. But Not if I knew Lacey's. you was in the strip club thing, man, I definitely would have been like, Lacey's. yeah. You can't take them to Lacey's, bro. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, don't I ain't know. never been to Lacey's. It'll be a first time for both of them. Lacey's, oh, no. Lacey's is a different animal. He, he, he from the, he, he like the hood. Animal. If you like the hood. Places, I guess that's the spot I'm talking to about go. Girls jumping on the stage, legs open. It's only one stage. Couple rubs, squirt. but they gonna, yeah, they gonna throw, they like, gonna yeah. throw ice cream. Well, on his the eyes field. just got big. You wanna see? That's what I'm saying. We should have win. Y'all bugging. We appreciate you for building you, with us, man. We appreciate you. Thank yeah. you so much. Peace, right. God. Thank you, brother. Oh yeah. Talk about now you and the You don't know what to play in the car for everybody riding with you. You're on your own. My own world. This ain't about you, though. You got fans, nigga.
shit, nigga. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. What? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey man, shout out to my son. Um Thank you, brother. Thank you for coming through, man. Yeah, man. We appreciate appreciate you, man, for giving us a shot, man. You know, it's crazy, man. We seven months into this shit. Seven months. Is it seven months? Yeah. Seven months, man. We started in February. Yeah. Man. Shit slid by. Man. Um. Yeah, yeah, nigga, seven February, months. February, nigga, hold damn, on. take that tight ass do rag off. Hold on, hold on. That's the, listen, that's the last one. You want to talk about me, goddamn? And nigga. the cape out. Hey, you the nigga <laughs> with the do rags and no waves. Though. Do you got waves? Yeah, nigga, I got waves. Don't do that either. Don't, hey, don't take nigga this keep his do rag on. You don't got no waves. You better put some floaties on if I take this motherfucker do rag off. <laughs> that nigga got no waves. <laughs> 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 nigga, that's what this is. And do rag got the hole in the middle, the third eye in the yeah, middle. Yeah, it do. It do. It do. Shout out to Walmart. Yeah, man, you know, my son kind of went in on the Cardi and um, Nikki situation at the at the fashion fashion, fashion joint. Week. So we didn't really need to even have a talk about that because he gave us everything we needed. He so gave us um, the insights. But Nikki did uh, get on Queen Radio. Now she responded. She now did. I ain't trying to hear none of that shit. You ain't trying to hear nothing she responded with. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying right here. Well, um, <laughs> I'm staying right here. I only had you hemmed up in the corner, man. Why trying to hear that shit? I heard the flip. I heard the um the clips, and then I heard uh I think Ivan had said Flex was kind of like caping for her. a little bit. Man, Flex is Flex, been, but he been on that since she did. Since she came on High ninety seven. They made remember on when, when uh Flex said the shit about motherfuckers paying for spins. Yeah, she was kind of he was implying that it was Cardi. And then when Cardi came on the MTV and said the shit he, she said, was basically everybody thought it was going at Nicki, but I think it was going at Flex. I forgot what she said on MTV. Um, but she said something about you can't buy that shit. And it was like, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then. She went in, though. Um, before she had really got big, she said she was paying DJs and shit to try to play her records. Wouldn't, I mean, shit, ain't that what you supposed to be? I don't know. I don't know. But shit, I don't know. look, man, I must admit, though, the sh- she sounds like Joe Budden, but the show was very entertaining. Who sounds like Joe Budden? Nicki Minaj. Like, you can tell her show is like, she got the soundboard. Yeah, she did oh, all that shit, like, yeah, just yeah. like him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was entertaining, though. You know what I mean? She did bring some dirt up on Cardi and shit about the shit with the the kids Cardi did say something about somebody's kid um, yeah but Nick, Nikki when Nikki was like she don't talk about people's kids but the, you know the, and then somebody brought up the little bar she had about yeah. Remy Ma I mean like they, they look they both done did some fucked up shit but you can't control someone you can't control someone's reaction to the shit you say right. and at you. this point look some furniture moving needs to be had yeah, and my kid, absolutely. Like my son said, man, like we all come, we we all know what on site mean. And I don't give a fuck if you had these white folk fashion show. I don't give a fuck where you at. I don't care where we at. Yeah. Once I feel disrespected, when it's on site, it's on site. Yeah, but see, Nick, Nikki, and Nikki and Cardi are two different. At, even though they're both in the limelight, they they're two different mindsets. Like yeah, Nick, Nikki's so far removed from. Then, where she, sh- then shut the fuck up. 
Hey man. And I and I'm and like I said, I'm with this. You know what I mean? Like I I come from that era. I was born in that era where some you gonna have to ex- explain what the fuck you said. And niggas gonna run up on you. Yeah, niggas are gonna they gonna ask That you was the nineties. Bro, what was funny about this whole situation, my auntie was home. My cousin had put my auntie on Snap and she was like, Well, if Cardi B saying that Nicki Minaj liked the post where the girl says something about her kids, maybe she needs to go find a girl who says something about her kids and whoop her ass. Why is she attacking Nikki? Nigga, look. That's, that's a good point, too. That's kind of a look, good point. I mean, Nikki didn't actually say it. I could press like on whatever I like. Nah, fuck that. Nigga, you like that shit, so. Yeah. You, but I ain't your friend. On Twitter, you can see that shit. But if I ain't your friend, Man, I can like what I want to like. All right, then when you see me, there's gonna be some problems. Why? Yeah. Why why did you? Why do you continuously like these posts that got some negative shit to say about me, especially as a mother or about my kid? Like, let's have a conversation over here. (laughs) Leave your security. Leave your leave your other female bodyguard. Let's me and you go over here and talk, and you just explain it to me. Well, boy, Nikki was prepared, and her wording was goddamn incredible. The way she had all that shit planned out. How she presented it. It's Joe Budden 2.0. I hear it, but. It's Joe Budden 2.0. I get at you directly. It got, it got her fans riled up where they can fight some more. You know, the barbs like to fight. They don't like to pay, but they like to fight. <laughs> it's Joe Budden 2.0. I got at you directly, and you came back on some. I'm going to get at you through the media shit. No, nah, nigga, we just had a. We, nah, I just. We had a chance to do this shit directly. Joe, you had a chance to respond directly. <laughs> Nigga, you, you took all that flame in, inside your chest and put it on the motherfucking podcast. No, nigga, get in the booth. Um, <laughs> but um, man, let's get into some shit now, dude. Let's go. Man, nigga, you need a tums, nigga. Motherfucking man, heartburn, shit. <laughs> man, look, truth is fucking Pepsi's. Truth is truth. <laughs> truth is truth. Only a fucking white police officer can get away with killing a motherfucker in his own motherfucking house. And not get arrested until days later. And was it a, so? Did she bail out? Or? The shit happened on the shit happened on Thursday. She was arrested on Sunday, and bailed out. Couple minutes, couple hours later. That's what I was later. trying to figure. out. I was trying to figure out: Did she bail out, or did they let her go? Why so many days? Because that's that's no nah, nigga. So they can get the, the police her. Her partners in the police department can so get that get motherfucking story together. Facts. Then they, only, they only charge with manslaughter. Yeah, that's so, come on, so, man. Like, as a, and, and this is the part that gets me right. Like, y'all niggas know everybody on this podcast know how washed I am. I don't fucking go nowhere. Right. So as a homebody, this scares the shit out of me. A nigga. Motherfucker, walk in your apartment and blast you. It was an ex dude though. You, you right. You got yeah, You got You got an ex police officer. At this point, I'm, 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 I'm kind of. I'm not gonna. Cause all that right now. I mean, I know more shit is gonna come in. You know, uh, more shit is gonna come out. But right now, I'm speaking on like the facts and not like the speculative shit. You um, y'all, y'all check. I'm just not looking at this shit just now. Y'all check the picture of uh, her standing, there, her, and her uh, like a family picture, and I think I guess it's her brother or whoever the fuck. Yeah, I seen that. Tariq Nasheed was posting shit like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the white powers. Yeah, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I, I don't want st- to. I'm trying to stay away from the speculative shit. Speculative shit right now. Like I'm just the facts. Okay. And facts you know, is, this, she went inside a 
somebody else's house. Blasted that nigga. And killed him. I know the neighbors are uh, killing her story. Like, you know, they were saying she was banging on the door or something. Let me in, right? Or something like that. Uh, uh, I mean, you're supposed to know more of this story than I do. But in just in my opinion, like, they're getting so fucking creative in ways to, like, kill us. I think the neighbors was saying, like, she was banging on the door. She was telling them to let her in. Um, it sounded like a domestic dispute. Before she had even got inside the apartment. See, but it, it, it's so many stories that come out and jump out. So it's it's hard to pick through what's real and what's not. What's speculative and what's actual yeah. fact. That's what I was saying. So it's it's hard. It's, it's like trying to read, trying to keep up with everything. It's hard because you start to become muddled after a while. So yeah. I'm like, ah, I, I'm, I'm waiting. The thing with three day, with getting arrested three days, though, is mm-hmm. that's a hell of a time to get your story together. Get your shit right. What's the price for a black man life? Mm-hmm. I see the toe tag, not one zero in and sight. And they probably told her, like, look, we, gonna, we gotta arrest you. Murder J. Cole. We gotta arrest you. Drag. You don't want murder, so we're gonna give you manslaughter. This what your bail gonna be. So, make sure you got your bail money, and we're gonna come get you Sunday. But, um, peace to that, uh, brother's family, man. Another family, I gotta deal with some senseless fucking... And it's, it's bullshit. Like what what you read about him, like it's complete antithesis of what you normally would hear. Like you know, it's just not somebody. Selling they can't. They can't fuck his. Not, yeah, you can't because this is a this is an immigrant who came to America, worked his way up. He's a uh, accountant at Price Waterhouse, Price Cooper Waterhouse, or however you say it. Like this is a high end firm. Like this is not. This wasn't some thug. Yeah. This was. There's there's no way for them to spin his story as being negative. You y'all can't find no pictures of him on on, on Facebook throwing up no gang signs or holding no guns, none of that shit. Man. So so ho- hopefully, hopefully, because you know a lot of this, a lot of a lot of it is done. A lot of this depends on spin. George Zimmerman probably got off because they were able to spin the fact that this is a a young black thug. Right. We're able to spin Alton Sterling. We're we're able to spin certain stories certain ways. Because you know, you when you have a jury, you're trying to keep them away from public perception. You want that's ideally what they, they what they want to do. But they've always managed to do that. They've always managed to just put a spin on it to where we can look at this person a certain way. And but if she go to trial and she lose, she's only facing man- manslaughter, which means she's not facing a life. She's not facing the death penalty. She's facing mm, ten, fifteen years at most. <laughs> You know, on the back end, so of course, of course, depending on what city they in and how that works, you only do a percentage of that. So, of course, of course, we want, of course, we want her to get life. We want to hell. If you ask me, it's Texas. It's capital murder. It's capital. It's the, uh, the death penalty uh, capital of the U.S. So, of course, you know, for an innocent black man to get killed, I w- I would want to see justice done. But considering the number of cases that we see slip through our hands. Would you would you accept manslaughter? Would you be like, we got one? Like we we've lost the last two hundred. Is that kind of what we've been talking about though? Like we just gotta accept. I think I think my son low key spoke on it on our on our podcast. Like we got it. We gonna give you something. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we just gonna keep bird feeding. Yeah. Like so do do we just want to keep on getting bird fed? Like you know what we're gonna give you this one with the manslaughter. Although we know she murdered him. Absolutely, she did. You know. Like absolutely, she did. and them options not even on the table. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you arrest a black man, and 
it's five counts of whatever you know they find like this this was murder attempted murder burglary uh you know what I'm saying? Right. it's hella yeah. charges I, in there something's yeah, got to stick absolutely yeah you got one charge like it's 50 50 chance but if you got five six charges now we got a 25 percent chance that something sticks to you that's true. Right now, ain't nothing sticking. Like, hey, um, the, stick. the, the the second part of that uh Eminem interview got uh released was just released, and he was talking about Joe Budden. Eminem was, and uh, he says, uh, "Me and Joe Budden aren't, you know, we're not friends like that. We didn't go to the same fucking high school. You know what I'm saying? I get that part, but when I'm out here flying around in different places and doing interviews and trying to use my platform to pump up Slaughterhouse every chance I get." And you're using your platform to trash me. When Joe Budden was speaking on uh, Slaughterhouse and the money and all that shit, um, he says, uh, next thing I hear, Joe, about who got that money, the album. He says, I hate to say this because I think the guys are super fucking talented, but the album didn't do much to even recoup the first budget. Then we spent hundreds of, do- of thousands of dollars on the second album that never came out. I don't know if I ever made a dime off Slaughterhouse. I don't believe if I made nothing. I don't mean, he said, I don't care if I made nothing. I believed in them. I wanted them to be huge. I wanted a group that lyrical to just bust through everything. It definitely hurt my feelings when the album didn't do good. To this day, me and Paul are like, what the fuck happened? With uh, MGK, he says, now I'm in this weird thing because I'm like, I have to answer this person. I want to destroy him. But I but I also don't want to make him bigger by mentioning him now, which I agree. Now you're a fucking enemy, and I'll leave it at that. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do at this point. He says, uh, "This is a sway." Yeah, um, he says um, he wasn't so much bothered that Kelly mentioned his daughter in a tweet, but what did bother him was that MGK did press around the controversy that followed and mentioned it in a Tech Nine track. M told Sway he was uh, especially perturbed that Kelly told everyone he personally blacklisted him over the tweet because, according to Eminem, he didn't do that at all. And he did uh, admit that it was a pretty good diss record. Yeah, that's dope. That gotta, go watch the, gotta go watch the interview. Um, But, um, uh, let me see. Before we get up out of here, um... The man, this uh, this right here broke my heart, man. The um, young man was killed uh, out here in Las Vegas, you know, on the side of a high school. Um, it's just on the baseball uh, field, I believe. This is heartbreaking, you know what I mean, as a parent. Um, but you know, I I want to trash everybody because I I hate the whole one shit like this happens with the youth. You know, all the old heads start coming in talking about how this generation is so, it's so terrible, blah, 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 blah. And I do kind of want to speak on that part of it. I don't really want to, I don't want to go into detail of um, the kid's death, um, but. Everything else after that. Yeah, the 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 way to, we, we know. As the youth, like, don't make it like this youth is worse than, worse than our youth. Like, our youth is just the same. We just didn't have social media. So coming up in the gangbang environment or whatever you want to call it, 
um, how, and that's how they perceived it with this young man, although it was proof that he's a sports, he plays sports. So, but besides that, coming up in that era, and even with seeing the disrespect, the way that the older folks took it, like, oh, you know, we, we wasn't nothing like this. Like, get we get the fuck out of here. Social media did nothing but enhance it. It, it, it. Yeah, it's just a, a social media was only a highlighter. Like, you niggas is full of shit. And I'll be the first to say it. Like, from growing up in Northtown and being from the only blood set in Northtown, Anytime we heard that a crip dude died, it was like, so fucking what? What you telling us for? Like, we didn't care about that. And I'm quite sure it was, it was the same way, vice versa. Like, y'all, our, our homeboys would die, and you niggas would be at school just having a fucking ball. Yeah. So You don't realize, you don't really realize and understand, like, they're never coming back. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you're that age, it's just like, yeah, it's just so, gossip. And, and so... Like, I think that's major for us to speak on. Like, Spence, when I seen on your Facebook when you said y'all want to talk at these kids. Like, yeah. you need to talk because to it's, them. it's easy to, and that's the part that pisses me off. Because I'd be, you know what I mean? I haven't, I haven't did it lately because of just mentally. But I was in the streets, you know what I'm saying? And right. it's harder, to, it's so easy to be like, oh, these these kids, these kids don't understand. Someone has to say it. Someone has to say it. And it's like. And it's like, nigga, you one of the kids that they would they would just tune out. Right. They want to hear shit you got to say because we're too busy talking at them and not to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to be like, oh, I want to put some shit together. I want to talk to the youth. And then y'all have a conversation on Facebook. Like, that's easy. That's the easy part. Right. To truly fucking change a life out here takes so much fucking work, so much fucking time, so much fucking consistency. Conversations on social media is not going to do it. Right. It's not. So what we're going to do is this is going to be a situation and everybody going to be on, fa- on on social media like, oh, this needs to change. This needs to change. This community, community, this community, that. And then tomorrow we'll be led by more controversy. And then when right. some shit happens, everybody's sad again. And then we're led by some more controversy. And it's a revolving door. But when it comes to the youth. Yeah. If they can't relate to you, they ain't trying to hear shit you trying to say. That's a fact. At all. Like, I'm not so far removed that I don't know what it felt like to be a kid. And if you came to me with some sideways shit, I'm not trying to hear shit I'm you I'm not trying to hear get that. Get the fuck out my face. Because I'm taking it as you you coming at me disrespectful, and I automatically got to get on the defensive end. Like, it, when the situation happened, it hit me for multiple reasons. Like, the family that I got to go to Canyon Springs, the people that I know to know the child. But besides all that, um, just... Three days ago, my stepson had texted me, and he had asked me, well, did you find an apartment and stuff for when we move out there so we can have more space? And I was like, well, I'm supposed to be moving into a house. I, I will be moving in December. Yeah. So by time, so they, so their mother plan is to come out here and move to Vegas, and she want to restart her life. So when she come out here to move to Vegas, I'm basically taking the kids on in my home. So I was like, well, yeah, I, you know, I found a house. I'll move in in December. Um, we'll go from there. So he was super hype about it. And he was like, well, what school would I be going to? And I'm like, you're going to be going to Canyon Springs with your cousins. And then, like, the next two days, it was boom. You know what I'm saying? So then 
his mom inboxed me like, you know, you might want to rethink Canyon Springs. Now, this is before we know if it's a child that got killed or not. Because at Canyon first, Springs on the news, is a high school. Canyon Springs is a high Vegas. school in Las Vegas. So um, this is before we know that it was a child that got killed. The news was just saying someone was murdered. And they said, we don't know if it was a student or, you know, we don't know. They didn't have no information yet. So this is before we knew that. So it was just my thoughts about it. I wasn't even, I was trying to completely not think of the children. I was trying to completely not think of students. I was trying to think that it was just some, something that happened on that street. Right. Like that was my mind. So I was like, damn, what if my son do come out here and he's just walking across, just walking home, you know, and then boom, 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 shots rang out. And it ain't got nothing to do with the kids. That's what, that was my mindset. Like, yeah. I'm thinking this is some, some grown adults just yeah. doing stupid shit. So that's what made it hit. Like, yeah, but just damn. man, the shit on. You know what I mean? Like I said, uh, any the kids are looking at us, and the majority of adults, we are all led by controversy, and so. I don't want to hear this shit, and they're looking at us. Like a lot of the kids take the mess that we that we talk about in home, and go and use that their lives outside of the home. Facts. But I hate when we get to we get so far removed that we don't relate no more. Because at that point, you didn't lost the youth. You've lost them, and all you got is your word on social media. That changed fucking nothing. That changes nothing. You know what I mean? That's why I always like it is extremely rare. That I go anywhere. Like, my kids be like, damn, dad, like, everybody knows you. Because I be know, I know all the kids. I kick it with all of them. Right. You know what I mean? That's how I got put up on 21 Savage and all that shit. Like, you, sometimes you just got to sit there and you got to let them talk. You know what I mean? I'm getting that. I'm getting to that point with my son. Like, I, I wanted to trip out when he told me he had a girlfriend. Right. But you got, you got to get to a point to where these kids feel vulnerable and they want to talk to you because if not, you ain't gonna know what shit's going on. Like my pops, nothing. Like my pops used to always tell me, like, don't ever forget your childhood. Like when me and my pops used to always have conversations about whatever, he would always like, you know, I made these mistakes. I did yeah. this. You know, I did that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not faulting you for yeah. the mistakes you like. Some of these mistakes you're gonna make. So I keep it. I'm I'm the same with with my kids. Like yeah. I'm the, I'm the same way. When like, I was in, when I was in school, man. Every house party, after every football game, shit was getting shot up. Every time. There were kids that I went to school with, that I grew up with, that passed away, that were killed. And at 15, it's some shit where you just go back to school and you just be like, do you believe that happened? Yeah. And, and you keep going. Like and That's it. Like You don't recognize the importance of... That's why, you know, I was telling y'all before we started the podcast, like, I just want... You know, I've already lost one. You know what right. I mean? So I'm be, I've, I'm extra, extra protective now. But I just want my kids just make it to 25. Right. After 25, you start to realize and understand. understand you still going to fuck up. But after 25, you start to realize and understand the importance of life itself. Man, I, at man. this point, at that age, you're just living like recklessly. And I know that everybody's talking about it's the parents and it's the parents, it's the parents, it's the parents, but I'm sorry to tell you. It's not it's, it's the parents. nature versus it's the nature versus nurture conversation. Yeah, you can nurture your kids into a way, but at some point in time, they're gonna be faced with some shit out there in the world. 
And majority of the time, because we fucking put, throw the cape on them all the time, they don't know how to react to it. Man, and that's when nature comes in because now nature is influencing your child because they're so curious because they, they haven't experienced anything. But nice. majority of the time, dude, everything outside of the home is influencing your child. And they become rebels. You you be, you get, Absolutely. You get rebellious. Like I tell people all the time, I don't I don't blame my parents did a did a damn good job. I had both my parents. Yeah. But I just got rebellious at one point. I just wanted to see what the other side was like. Like yeah. I didn't grow up broke. I didn't grow up in the projects. None of that. My dad had money. We was cool. I had every video game that dropped, every system. I had any pair of shoes I wanted, all the clothes. I had go-karts, uh, motorbikes, all that. I had everything. I was oh, fucking was spoiled. I, I was spoiled. <laughs> I was spoiled. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't grow up in the I just my family stayed in there and I was always over there and then me being a family person, it was like, if this is what they represent and y'all trying to hurt them, I'm with them. You know, and that right. that that got me involved. Yeah. And then I remember when, like, my oldest, my oldest daughter, um, when her mom got pregnant, I was like, I do not want no boy. Like, I do not want no boy. Yeah. Because I, I seen my I seen my pops cry twice. And the one that hit me was I was in the hospital. I was in the hospital and um I had I had actually shot myself when I got shot in my leg. Damn. And the the way the situation was, I won't get into on air, but um going to the hospital, I had lost so much blood. So uh I was relearning how to walk and all that and I was taking um I had stopped taking the pain pills and they was telling me to take the pain pills because it helped clog the blood cuz I was losing blood every day. And I was like, I'm not taking no pain pills because I just I've had I had never been high. And that was my first time of being feeling high. And I just didn't like the way it felt. And me and my dad went to go talk and um, the blood just started leaking from my leg. And my dad rushed, picked me up and took me back to the bed. And that was the first time I seen him cry and heard him like one of the times he said, I love you. And I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that was major for me. So. But growing, when I was younger. This is why I didn't want no boy because uh, I, my dad was like, you don't know how stressful it is with you. Like, you don't know how stressful it is with you. Like, with your brother, your brother just want to fight. I hear your name in these streets. When I'm going to the family house, they is like, your son did this, your son did that, your son did this, your son did that. He was like, and every day I'm just hoping you come home because that's when I moved back with my pops at a young age. Yeah. Like, every day I'm just hoping you come home so you don't know how stressful it is. So when my... When she had got pregnant, I was like, oh, I don't want no boy. I don't want to go through what my pops went through. Because he didn't, he didn't fuck up. Yeah. So to me, it was like, it don't matter how good of a parent I end up being, yeah. what happens? And then my nephews, my nephews that I raised, my, my older, well, he's really my cousin. I call him my older brother because my dad had raised him. He was in prison. I took care of his kids, and I got a nephew right now doing 30 years. So with shit like that, it's like, uh, you know what I'm saying? So when I see, that's why, I, like I told man, like when you made that post and you was like, y'all got to learn how to talk to these kids and not yeah, at these kids. Out, like, man. that's real. Like, you got to know how to talk to them. You got to you got to put them in a place to understanding where you coming from. You can't come at them as if you being the bully in the situation. Like, if you don't do this, I'm going to do this or whatever. You can't come at them like then that. Then you're at that point. 
they don't give that ain't nurturing. You know what I mean? And at that point, that's when nature starts to take over, and then they become their curiosity leads them in everything around them. They're they're gathering information from everything around them, and that's why, like you know, I mean, I ask my kids now, like, how y'all doing in school? And I don't take the oh, today was good. I don't take that answer. Like I need to know. You know what I'm saying? It could be the littlest thing, and then we can have a conversation from there. Right. I can spark up a conversation, but. Man, a lot of these kids, man, because I used to do it. You be smiling and shit. I be smiling at my parents. And I be like, I just got some pussy. Real shit. And I'm smiling in your face. You know what I mean? Oh, today was just good. Man. Yeah, I got, just got done tearing some shit up. You know what I mean? Like, and I and, and and I come from both sides of the spectrum. Like, you know what I mean? I lived in Vegas Heights, man. My best friend from damn near diapers. I had two best friends, like from diapers. One of them stayed two there, two houses down from me. Playing with a gun, ended up killing himself. Damn. Right. And then, a couple years later, my other best friend, we all on the strip kicking it. At this point, you know we seniors. Alcohol, you drinking, you want to have fun and shit. Start right. doing stupid shit. And that was the decision that changed my life right there. Like, the girl I was with was like, hey, you want to go kick it with them? I'm like, no, nah, man, let's just go home. Next morning, he on the news. Ended up doing 10 plus in prison. Like, at some point, you're going to be faced with, at some point, all the kids are going to be faced with the decision, are you going to do the right thing? Or are you just going to let curiosity lead you? It's going to be that one incident that's going to change the direction of your life. And that decision is on you. Like, I get the parents. I get it. I get it. But I tell y'all before, like, a lot of parents struggle with the, because I, you know what I mean? I still struggle with it. But a lot of parents struggle from being the disciplinary, from going from being a disciplinary to being a mentor or a coach. Because if I'm talking to you and you still telling me, you better not do this. You better not do this. You better not do that. Eventually, I'm gonna be like, "Look, I ain't telling this nigga shit." Man, that's that's how I, I ain't felt. Gonna tell you shit. That's kind of how my pops came at me. He kind of just was like, "Look, I'm washing my hands." Like he he wasn't giving up on me, but he was yeah. like, "You you gonna make these decisions on your own?" That's the same way I just came at my son not too long ago about his school mm-hmm. shit. When going into the school year, that was my thing. I was like, "Look, mm-hmm. I'm not coming over here to whoop your ass no more." I'm not. First off, you stay in California. I have to drive to California to beat your ass. I'm not driving to California to whoop your ass no more. I'm not putting my hands on you no more. Nigga, you six feet now, so I'm not even going to play with you if it comes from hands. I'm going to really try to put you to bed. Yeah. So let's not even take it to that situation. And you got to figure out what you want to do. Either you want to, you going in and said that you wanted to go through school, you wanted to go to college, you wanted to play all these sports. So you got to figure out what you want to do. Yeah. And I'm not on your ass no more about it. Like, you figure it out and let me know. And this year, he, all his grades is right, and he hit me like, look, all my grades is good. Yeah. I'm going to do right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm not going to put my hands on you no more. And that's it, that's the conversation that needs to be had. because it's more conversation, man. You, yeah. You got to be talking. But like I said, man, I'll be, I'll be telling y'all, man, you know, I'm you know, I'm really only active on social media on Wednesdays now just because, you know, we got to build this shit up. You right. know what I'm saying? The majority of the time, I'm trying to perfect my craft. And I'm just I'm I'm staying in tune with the shit was going on, but it was really 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 heartbreaking to see so many people our age talking about what's wrong with this generation. And I'm like, dude, y'all are only ten years removed from being in school. 
You Ain't. 30 and your youth don't got shit to, they don't want to talk to you. To see him share the depression. bullshit post, to see him talk on the Bro. bullshit post, to see all that, like that is just, that's extra. Like y'all was, it's, it's, it's to, to make it like you wasn't going through that. Like, like same as you saying, like well, my parents didn't know and you was fucking on different yeah. girls and shit. Well, me, it was like, we just had a whole, we just went to a football game and had a whole rumble. Yeah. And then the you school. go, and then you walk in the house and be like, hey, mom. Like nothing hey, happened. Dad. We yeah. just had a whole rumble. Like we don't know what's gonna happen next time we at school. Like it was shit like that. Like we leaving campus to go to the other school to fight niggas. Like all that stupid ass shit. Like niggas, we wasn't thinking. And that's the good thing, you know what I mean? Like I was raised under the mentality or the whatever you want to say. It takes a village, you know what I mean? And I'm thankful that I got so many fucking people around. That you see my kids getting online, snatch they motherfucking ass up. And I just said and that. And then too. when you call me, I will get there and I will snatch his ass up. That's how it gotta be. Like yeah, that's my, how it gotta be. My son don't know. Everybody knows who my son is. Everybody know who everybody knows who my daughters are. And they it's and I know we know so many people out here in Vegas, like everybody got their eyes on them. At some point. We have to understand that our responsibility is bigger than just the four walls that surround us in our home. Facts. It's bigger than that. So it's it's disheartening to see motherfuckers just on Facebook like, oh, let's have a conversation about how we're going to make our community better. Doing that shit on Facebook doesn't do shit. Not a motherfucking thing. It, it, and it's and not. then they all on this boy's post. This boy is like, at this point, you just let him rant. Let him do what he's going to do. Because at this point, nothing you saying on that fucking post, he going to give a fuck about. All he's he not. looking at at that bottom line. I got, what, 1.3 thousand, 1.3 thousand fucking yeah. comments and shit. That's all it comes down to. So you got to have a conversation like, with that like mother. 500 shares. Like, you got to have a conversation with that motherfucker in person. Holla at him in person. All that shit on the Facebook and the social like, media. I, like, I respect the... I respect the people going on Facebook and saying like the uh, like trash, OGs, let's get together, let's sit and do little, let's find a way to do. But if you're not bringing them kids with you, like there is no reason to have a conversation. What what I realized, what I realized later, and me and my cousin Nardo had noticed this. We had a situation, and we went to a um a barbershop to discuss the situation because we wasn't trying to let it get out of hand to the point where it was guns. We was like, if y'all gonna fight, fight, but we didn't want to get to, to guns. So when we all got there, it was more like, oh, I grew up with you, I grew up with you, and I grew up with you. And that's what these OGs got to realize. Like, look, we grew up together. So these, ki- these kids is out here doing what they're doing. It's somebody nephew. It's somebody son. It's somebody. We can get close to them. So what are us as grown men going to this Doolittle or, or the library to talk for? If we can't bring them with us, the ones who really have a problem, and unarm them and bring them together, and we figure out what this problem is together, that because that that changes a lot. If me as a kid, if I if I go somewhere and I see Spence or I see you, Ivan, and I see it's your nephew and it's 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 his it's his son and stuff like that. For them to see, like, if one of y'all kill each other, we all got to go to the funeral. Man. We're all grieving. You know what I'm saying? Like, you not just hurting his family, you're hurting your family too because we all grew up together. Yeah. That that changes. The perception for these kids to know, like, oh, snaps. Like, I'm not just hurting them. Like, this this going to hurt my mom. This going to hurt my dad. Yeah. 
And hopefully your child got enough love for you to say, I don't want to hurt my my parents in that way. Yeah, yeah. And you realize, like, we, most of us, as far as us, we grew up in Vegas. And we probably got two or three, two or three generations over us that grew up in Vegas. So the generations under us, we we kind of know everybody. We can yeah. get together in a circle, and that's 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 more so of what I want to see. Like I appreciated when I seen um, Ernest the comedian. Uh, I see, when I seen him make his his post, that was like seven minutes long, and he was talking like, "I appreciate you, brother." Uh, if you listen to this, I do appreciate you. I appreciate everybody that's trying to do something. But if y'all don't make the conversation, if y'all ain't bringing them kids to that conversation, we wasting our time. Because we can uh, we can politic on Facebook. We can get in a group chat and politic. But if y'all ain't bringing them face to face and know who they gonna hurt and what this what this death really doing, it ain't gonna matter. Because yeah. if I just feel like I'm just I'm hurting the other side, I don't care. And that's what it was when I was a youth. I didn't look at it till later, like. When I'm hearing about it, like, oh, mom, you knew that person that passed away? Like, you knew that person? Oh, you yeah, knew they you mom? Knew. You knew? Yeah. You don't really you don't really understand the value until you get much older. Right now, it's right. just like. Right. You know what I mean? And then it'd be like, um, and then, you know, after that, then it's like, okay, everybody know the area is at. You know what I mean? That's a whole right. other conversation. Everybody knows the area. Right. Like, oh, you know, look where they are. You know, it's those little. Right. And then you see everybody you see everybody else then as shit start happening throughout the city that has n- nothing to do with what the fuck happened over there and then motherfuckers be posting like here they go again. Oh my god again. Here they go again. Just adding like f- that ain't got shit to do and that's just adding fuel to fire. But it adds to the narrative like even if it ain't got nothing they could be fucking white. They could be some dogs. Man. But it adds to the narrative when you be like, here, go again, because a lot of motherfuckers just don't read. When so they be like, oh, look, it's those, it's those niggas. They tripping again. When I see the people that probably wasn't involved in some some street stuff or know the people that was, you know, in the streets like that or whatever, which you none of tell. y'all. You can tell. Right. You when, can tell. When I see them saying whatever, I'm like, uh, whatever. When I see people that I know was involved in the street stuff and then had some type of change saying like, oh, I can't believe these kids. I'll be looking like, nigga, don't make me bring up your past. <laughs> like, chill out. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, we know what you was doing. Like, don't don't make it like that. Shit like that just, it get, it, that shit like that irk me. Because you know what it is. And you've been through that stage yeah. or whatever. So you can, you can kind of, I'm not, not we not going to help everybody. Everybody not going to listen. That's but if true. you if you save one or two lives, you know. Big ups to you. Like, like I said, Absolutely. I'm not getting into but detail of what one, happened with the young boy. One I don't fucking, know it all. To change one fucking life takes so much energy, consistency. Like, it's not as easy as people think it is. It's hard as a motherfucker to change a, a mindset. Man, I even reached out to my boy uh, Chuck that's on the police force. And I'm like, is you in the streets or are you, like, behind the scenes? Like, I even reached out to him. And I don't like talking to police at all. Right. And it wasn't no situation like that, but I was just like, if, if, because what the police do is build these arrest records on these kids. So my conversation with him was based on that. Like, I'm not giving no, man, you should go talk to this person or like that. But my conversation with him was based on that. Like, hey, man, if you in the streets, try not to build a arrest record on these kids. Try to talk to these kids, take these kids home, give them a shot. Because y'all built these punk ass arrest records. And then now they're getting pulled over for bullshit. 
don't got nothing to do with that. And then since the arrest records, they getting pulled out the car. And now, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all building this bullshit, and now they, they growing to hate. Once they got that hate for you, it's fuck you yeah. every time. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. I, I, I feel them, man. I, <laughs> I feel them. Right. There is nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing a police officer can do right. for me to be like, hey, you did a great job. Real shit. Like, fuck you. And that's what Always it is. will be the energy. That's what it is. It's like, man, fuck you. And fuck you. And I would just put it on my page like, fuck you. You know, and you, the, <laughs> the, the hurt you've done to our community, the shit that you've done. When you put that uniform on, you're the enemy. I don't give a fuck who you are. End of the story. What if your son wanted to be a police officer? See, and that's where it hit. See, you know what? No, you know what? No, I'm going to take that back because my boy at one point wanted to. My youngest, my baby, the one passed away. He did. And you know, cool. I'm not going to I'm look, this world, this 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 world, this fucking piece of shit world has made me extremely jaded. You know what I mean? But I will never the one thing I will never do is I will as long as my kids love themselves and love who they are. I'll never put the way I feel onto them. You know what I mean? No. So my son wanted to be a police officer, and I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Be that. Be be the one officer that can make some that can make some change and within the police department. That's how I was. And then I took him to a rally. Well, we went to a rally, and he seen what the police police officers were doing. The dirty shit. He seen this with his own eyes at six. With his own eyes. And then at the end of the night, he was like, Daddy, I don't want to be a police officer no more. And I told him, I said, no, son, you're going to be a police officer. But you're going to make change throughout that motherfucker. And then he was like, well, Dad, you told me not to work for nobody. So I'm going to build my own police station. And that'll be dope. Just like that. That's a way to think. But I'll never put it off on, I'll never tell my sons, because I hate the police, I don't want you to be one. I don't want to put my, the, the, the damage the way I feel onto them. I want them to live their own lives. Right. Because they, they, it might make the change. Like, that's that was my only... When I reached out to my partner that ended up being a police officer, to me it was like, I know you came from the same thing I came from. Right. I know you didn't like them just as much as I don't like them. So I, I hope that your purpose is what you say your purpose is. And this is the same person I told you is close friends with, with Kaepernick. Yeah. So I hope your purpose... Is Shout what you out say to your Chuck. I know Chuck. Yeah. I hope your purpose is what you say your purpose is. So my my every anytime I reach out to him, it's the same thing. Like I'm not giving I never get no names or nothing because I'm still rooted in the streets with that mentality. But I always say, bro, just I just hope I just hope you got that purpose. I just hope that's your purpose. Is to is to change yeah. something. Like whatever you can change. If you only change one percent, bro, I'm proud of you. You know what I'm saying? Like right. good shit. I'm not expecting you to change the world. That's not that's not what's going to happen. But if you're if something that you did move somebody into something else is it's a great thing. Like when I was watching um Ernestine a boss boss um video and he said uh a gang officer called him a sergeant and he was like, you know, he said his views on the police and he said 
how he ended up getting cool with that sergeant was that sergeant had a girl was finna arrest her she had a weapon and he told her he didn't feel right to arrest her because he's the reason her brother or whoever's in jail for life and he didn't arrest her the officer officer said that he didn't arrest her he let her go and that changed her life forever that changed her life for the better so sometimes it's not about the arrest it's about that that you know what i'm saying um, you got anything to add to that? Nah, I mean my only my only thing because I think um, for me when I was looking at it, it was like I'm well, I'm looking at it totally different from y'all, but like it was like two waves, mm-hmm. right? And the first wave was the sadness, the hurt, the anger, the what you you know what y'all was saying about you know the, these kids are totally different. It was that wave, and then after that it was the wave of. Let these kids be kids. The adults don't jump into kids' things, and you know, um, uh, what not else? necessarily don't jump into kids' things, but I felt like adult, the adults jumping on a kid's Facebook post does nothing. Nothing you say. All he's looking. He at this point, especially if you just talking bad at, to the kids. I think at this point he was trolling. Like, I yeah, believe, I who said that. I said this? So to me, it was like he don't give a fuck what y'all saying because these, he's looking at that bottom the comments. Keep Absolutely. commenting. Absolutely. Keep commenting. Absolutely. So when I see the adults on there, that's when I'm like, dude, what the fuck are y'all doing? And you can't talk bad to him anyway. Like you, you can't talk bad to him. I get that. I think my 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 thing was, I saw a bunch of posts where it was like, kids are gonna be kids, and I just was like, they are. I get. I okay. But like, my question is, because I, I don't have any answers. I don't. I mean, I don't have. Yeah, I don't have any answers. I only have questions. Yeah. My question is, if we excuse this, if we if we say kids are going to be kids, and we excuse this behavior, how do we expect them to change when they're adults? You you you're not. How do we not how, how do we expect them, How do you how do we expect them to know how to behave as an adult? Like, because at some point, and I, and I I feel this way about several subjects, not just about this but just about several things like we always say kids are gonna be kids or leave those kids alone so how do we expect them or at what point do we start to treat them or try to turn them into having an adult mentality that's the same this is the this is the correlation between what you're saying now and and what you were saying about the relationship that is something you can't do you can't turn them into nothing so you can be there as a as a mentor as a coach you can help them, but you're not turning them into nothing. That's being a disciplinarian, and then they're gonna turn into a rebel, and then you're not gonna know anything. Okay, so I'm saying this from experience. Yeah, I get that. It's just so like when I, you say turn, all you can do is like it's, you know, it's just like, a point. Like I applied when, when we were talking earlier about the the parent. You know what I'm saying? Like they're in some trouble. But at yeah. least, you, you at some point your child is going to be faced with a life changing decision. We all are. It's life. You know what I mean. And and unfortunately, they're put in a position where it's not good. But at least the you know the the baby isn't walking around here and just don't say nothing. And then once something happened, the parent don't know, don't see it coming. That, that like that you get what I mean? Like it's still you're still talking, but you just gotta 
you got to deal with the bad decision that your child made. And I think that change come with ma- maturity. Like you can you can help guide it. You can guide yeah, it there. Like I got do. I got older homeboys that I I don't want to see and they like in their 50s. And growing up, they was like low key role models to me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, "Oh, that's dope." You know what I'm saying? Like he he was this gangster, you know, and in their 50s when one of my little homeboys passed, I think it was two years ago. We go to the thing, and older cat, 50 years old, like 50-something years old, was like, y'all got to get out there and retaliate. Y'all got to y'all gotta knock one of theirs down. They got one of ours. We got to get two of theirs. And I'm like, you 50. Like, when do that mindset shift for you? Right. That, did anybody, that's what I'm, did anybody... Did anybody get to him? It doesn't sound like anybody like. No one knows. We can only go off of what we've seen on social media. But fueling it on social media no. does nothing. You're not changing. You are not. Not, ch- not necessarily. You're not changing a life on social media. Not, not necessarily on social media. I'm just saying, like the 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 mentality that we have when it's like these kids are just kids, or these kids are just gonna be kids. At what point do we say we have to teach them how to be adults? Instead of just saying, instead of just excuse, you because you you said you said earlier, you you want your son, you just want, your your goal is to, for your son to hit twenty five, at least twenty, yes, twenty five. And, and I agree. At I, this point, I'm I, not a disciplinary no more, so I'm not teaching him anything. What I'm doing as a father is when he comes to dad with a problem or something new that he's faced, like when he came to me about his girlfriend, right? Right. I'm giving him the pros. And then I'm giving him I'm giving him the pros, and I'm giving I'm giving him the consequences from the pros. Consequences are not always bad, but I'm giving True. him the pros, and then I'm giving him consequences from the pros and what can happen and what can lead on. Then I'm giving him the the negative, the cons, and the consequences that can happen. Okay. And it's up to him to use that information. Absolutely. But I can't be like, son, you got to do this. No, 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 no. Or son, you got to do that. Because then they'll be like, okay, I'm not telling him nothing else. I, I get it. But I can only give him the tools. But the, Okay, and that's a great blueprint. But like, if, you're, if, we're looking at, if we're looking at this particular situation, we can't just say, for me. This yeah. is be like, well, he's a kid. This is what kids do. This is what kids have been doing. Like, at some point, if we, if we want things to change, like, do we just excuse childish baby? Because this, is, this, is, this isn't a very, this isn't a child, like, situation this whoever is, did this right do now we excuse childish behavior like do like at what point do we at what point do you do somebody say not necessarily not even on social media because that's not going to work we already established that but like, at what point does somebody say okay this is not this is a, this is a young man this is not a kid this is a young man like if the if the police approach this boy they're not going to look at him as a this is a kid this is a young man at, at, at as, as a high schooler yeah you say he a football player he's a threat he's a threat we okay. we've seen it. The, the police are going to approach him as a threat. Okay. So at what point do we at what point do we say this is not as an adult? You're, you're you're approaching adulthood. Let's teach you how to conduct yourself as an adult because this isn't. You got to use like a. Um, but you got to use a better word because at this point, at at seventeen, eighteen, he's already into his ways. And I think I think that's I think that's what me and Spence is saying. Like it's the, your approach. If you approach it like. You piece of shit. You little dumb motherfucker. You know, like you stupid that's not, ass. That's not gonna work. That's, I, that's I, not gonna. I one hundred percent agree. I'm just that's saying, but not like, gonna work. The, the, I kept, I kept seeing he's just a child. This is these are kids being kids, 
And to me, that's like that's the wrong. To me, that's the wrong mindset to have. That to is, say. And I agree with that. That's the wrong. That, that's that, the wrong that's, mindset that's my to point. say. That's the wrong. That's These the are wrong kids mindset. being kids. These, yeah. This is just kids being kids. Why are you like? I, I don't. I, cause I didn't. I didn't comment on it either. Like I made a post, yeah. just saying this is sad to see that this is how death is looked at. And then I erased it after a while. I was like, you yeah, know what? I erased it because I don't. I don't yeah, do. what I said, I had put in our group chat because I didn't want to put no energy out there. You know what right. I mean? Because again, I've been a kid, and now I'm a parent. And as a kid, I'm looking like, damn, everybody commenting on this post. I'm hitting up all the homies like, man, look at this shit. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. You know what I mean? But at that point in age, you can't teach them or you can't tell them anything. All you can do is keep massaging your values massaging your values being a mentor all you can do is keep on and it's up to them to use that as a decision at that age they're either going to listen to you or they're going to tune you out that is it but again it's life and at some point our children are going to come come to a head with the life-changing decision and they're yeah. going to use the tools that that we taught them or that they've learned through life and make a decision through that. Facts. And then they're going to have to live with it. Unfortunately, whoever was the one who was behind that trigger is going to have to live with this forever. But at some point, he's going to be, he's going to be an age where he's going to realize how fucked up the decision was that he made. And he's going to have to live with it. That's, That's nothing else. Nobody can teach him that. Yeah, you know I'm, what I mean. I, I, but I wasn't. I wasn't speaking on this shooting specifically. I'm no, talking I, about you, the, yeah, just as a, as a. I like I said, it is. I did it. You know what I mean. I did it, and I talked to, and I was talking to kids, and I started. I stopped going to the jails and shit. I was doing that for a minute because, for one, I think our children. It can't just be, like, jail or nothing. You know what I mean. You can you can change a life, or you can you can change a life, or you can change the mentality of a kid without them having to see the inside of a jail. That can't be the I end all, that. be all with our community. Absolutely, you know what I mean. It's always well, you either going to do this, or you're going to be in jail or dead. Like, and, and, and you when you saying, and then you can't, and that creates a whole nother mindset. And but when it comes to these kids, man, to change the mentality, bro, it's exhausting. And it takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot out of you, especially if you run into a kid that just nigga. Who the fuck is you? And some of them think like that. And then, in like going to the jails, to me, right, being in jail, right, and then you have them people come to talk to you and try to steer you the other direction. Not probably not all of them, but some of them is just like, I'm gonna listen to you, and I'm gonna give you whatever answers sound good you know what i'm saying like yeah. some not really listening some are really taking it in what you're saying so it's 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 important to go but some are just like whatever that man. takes a lot out of them how time. long i gotta send it some some are going to them some are going to that as a program to say i'm in here for however long if i go do this program i get so many hours of this program yeah. it's gonna take off this much time they don't give a fuck what you're talking about some are like you know what I'm I'm only here for three weeks, yeah. and I'm going home anyway. But I'm going because I want to hear what they're going to say. 
Like some people are just going. Just yeah. but some people want to hear it. Some people are just like ah, whatever. The motherfucker that's there to to help change lives. If he's really in it right. to change lives, he is going through it. Like that right. shit takes a lot out of you. It does. Um, but shit, man. Um, before we get up out of here, uh, Ivan, uh, what's the name? Les Moonves. Who the fuck is that? Les Moonves. He's the uh, the CEO of uh, CBS, and I believe he resigned behind. Sexual allegations, sex, sexual molestation allegations. Got his ass, huh? I heard his motive. Uh, his motto is, uh, "Why would I uh, cast him if I if I don't want to fuck him?" <laughs> well, wow, I can't one hundred percent disagree with that. <laughs> what? <laughs> why would you? Why would you put somebody on TV that you? Why would you? Why are you? That's business. He yeah, said. He said, "Why would I cast him if I can't fuck him? If I don't it's, want if I, to? If I don't fuck want to?" Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't fully yeah, that. I can't fully No, no, no. Not not saying not saying I'm pursuing it. Not saying I'm pursuing but it. But when I cast you, I want to think like if, if especially if I'm playing you for a sexual part, I'm trying to think of my fan, like the people that's gonna watch the show. Like, are they gonna portray this person as a good sex symbol? Like, yeah. Isn't I'll, that uh uh I don't I can't think of the word right now. Fucked up. No, you know when you when you hiring them. <laughs> You know when you hiring like people can't say you can't. What's it? What's that? Discrimination. There you go. Yeah, probably. But like I didn't. I didn't. So if I'm ugly, that ain't you discriminate. That's discriminate. Yeah, but we we don't. Me me getting older and hearing the discrimination with Hooters employees is like y'all call Hooters. I want you. I don't you expect to see big titties. <laughs> so I'm not finna hire titty. no little titty chick on Hooters. Like and then later now you hiring little. T- I remember. I remember we was going to Mojave. It was a big thing about um, fucking Panda Express. Panda Express only had Asians. They wouldn't hire no black kids. And I remember the black kids in Mojave was putting their applications. They wouldn't hire Look, no black kids, nothing like that. I'm not walking to a, a Panda Express. But that was a big thing. See? <laughs> I mean, I get it. See? So now, not, now you discriminate like, right there. You just discriminated no, that fast. All I'm saying is I'm not walking into a Panda Express <laughs> full of black people. And I'm going to eat some Chinese food out of there, like. Shit, why you do you why not? No, the last because time because I walk in there and I'm it's nothing but Hispanics work there now. It's nothing but Hispanics work there. All like the ones shit. I go to, I sound like shit. Right now, not, it is like it's, that. It's nothing but Hispanics. Tell me, now, but if you walk into a, if you walk into a sushi joint, tell me if you see a black or a white, a white person working in them joints. Hey, I yeah, went I to a hibachi no place. This is horrible. I went to a hibachi place, and it's the first time I had a white man cook for me at a hibachi place, and I thought it was super dope. I'm like, oh shit, this is a white man. I ain't never, I ain't never. His jokes was weak, but it was cool. But like I say, so being being in Mo- when we was at Mojave, that Panda Express right there, you know what Panda Express I'm talking about. Everybody at Mojave was trying to fill out applications because they was hiring, and they I'm hiring. they wasn't hiring no black people. Or they, at the time they weren't even hiring no Mexicans, white people, nothing. It was strictly Asians, okay. and then disc- discrimination came and all that. So yeah, if I'm a director. And I'm casting you or whatever. I'm going to write whatever. If I'm casting you, I'm thinking. If, if nobody's looking at you sexually, you're why gonna am lo- I casting you? You're going to lose a lot of viewers. Yeah, I don't. Right. Me, I, and I'm I, from from my average, from a, just a regular Joe Blow from Kokomo. If I turn on TV and it's a show. <laughs> That's with number, horrible. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm, I'm a regular Joe Blow from Kokomo. If I turn on TV and I, it's a show with number ugly women, I'm turning the motherfucking station. Facts. I'm turning this. To, I don't. I don't want to look. I don't want to look at a bunch of fives. <laughs> if I turn on, if I if I if I turn on a TV show and I feel like I could fuck everybody on the show, 
I'm turning the TV. Facts. That's me though. I'm you know what I mean, I'm biased as a motherfucker, so fuck it. Alright, well, uh we got anything else? Nah, I think think we covered everything. Alright, man, let's get that shit. Um, this is your guy Spence. You can uh follow me on Twitter at uh just call me Spence. Ivan. Uh Twitter and uh Instagram, Young Al Bundy, Y U N G underscore Al underscore Bundy. Um, I am accepting nudes. Skinny, <laughs> uh, go ahead and follow me on Twitter. It's Skinny Junior underscore seven seven seven. Uh, follow me on. So disrespectful for this shit. <laughs> hey, this shit just be so hard. Eminem, I, don't, I ain't in it. <laughs> this be so it's, hard. It's, it's I ain't got nothing to do with it. Put it, put it, it. Hey man, hey, go ahead and follow me on the my Facebook fan page, uh, Skinny Junior. Everything else is great. Uh, follow the Twitter page at uh, Views from the Seven, Instagram Views from the underscore Seven, Facebook Views from the Seven. Again, man, shout out to my son. Thank you guys for listening. We love y'all. We up out of here. Peace. Peace.